Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real to real and totally not bogus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna have some fun today. We're talking about fast times at Richmond High, and for all listeners, we have a great one for you. My name is Nick. I'm Kaz. I'm Dan. I'm Joss. And special guest today we have Kelly Maroney. Am I supposed to say that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just perfectly fine. That one. So one of the stars of Fast Times at Richmond High, uh, and several other things. So we have a mm-hmm. treat for you to just have a conversation with Kelly Maroney today. Uh, Badass Cheerleader Productions and everything else. And, wow, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, sir. Yeah, very, very cool. I, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, i got to admit, I'm a little bit starstruck now. So. <laughs> I, I pat your head. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Nice. So, for all that you've been in the business, I want to ask for you, at least we'll start, because we're talking about Fast Times at Richmond High, what is some of your favorite move, memories about this movie? Well, the whole thing was, uh, gosh, it was my first time in California, and I didn't drive, so the Teamsters picked me up at, you know, the crack of dawn, or I could walk, or, you know, like whatever. So I would have them pick me up, and I would wa- I got to watch Universal Studios come to life. That's cool. The sun, the, you know, the California really? sunrises are, are, you know, cinematic, obviously. And then you, yeah. you start to see the food trucks coming in and the wardrobe people. It, gradually, the whole studio would come to life. And I thought, it's just like the beginning of you know, Turner Classic Movies. You just, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was every bit that good. You know, talk about exceeding my expectations. You know, it was Seriously. fabulous. That's awesome. Um, so they do the randomly walk around in costumes, random costumes? Is that a random, that? Co- random cowboy just walking yeah, across yeah. the Yeah, do people randomly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> 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 once at, at that same studio doing something else, saw Robert Redford throwing a football in a, in a suit, you know, perfectly dressed up for business. Throwing a football around with the crew. That's awesome. And I want you to know, even doing that, I went, your head goes zoom, because there's so much charisma, it just goes, <laughs> it just turns of its own accord. And he looked like he was walking around in Technicolor in real life. Which <laughs> <laughs> wow. is at the case sometimes, especially with male actors, mm-hmm. they look better in real life than they actually do on film. It's crazy. <sighs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. Here's Gee whiz. You know, it was just, they might as well have shot it and done slow-mo. You know, just football. <laughs> like the wind. I have a feeling I know Holy who you're cow. thinking about right now. <laughs> <sighs> but, you know, that was my excitement. It was my first time out here, and I'd done one other uh, little independent film in New York, um, playing a psychotic killer. And, you know, so this is my first time. I mean, uh, not that Cindy, the spirit bunny, was a saint or anything, but she wasn't a killer. And she wasn't, um, she didn't like lie and do troublemaking stuff like my character on the soap did. So it's kind of my my first okay person. I kind of imagine that Cindy would have been that way eventually because she's this very perky cheerleader who's just trying to do some good and nobody's paying attention, especially with the rally scene. Or just, you know, I think I think it's just, I can relate to that line myself where it's like, you know how much it takes to get up here. Do something that you knew people yeah. would make fun of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know how much it takes to get up here and do this? Come on, like, you know, and then it, it's the the focus immediately goes to Judge Reinhold and everybody else. Just getting out in front of people's cameras. Shot throws a paper airplane at me. Yeah, yeah that's right. So mean. Yeah, you're like, you're like, <laughs> that wasn't in there. He just did it. He just did it. Oh, really? 
So mean. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually added that line back in because it was in the book. I read the book. I wish I'd saved it because it's not in print anymore. Oh, really? Um, I wish I still had it. Uh, but the book was so much more detailed about all the characters, obviously. You know? Right, yeah. See, now that I know it's a book, I need to find it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Cindy had a, Cindy Carr had a bigger story. So I got to, I got to see more of her story, which I tried to add into the movie, mm-hmm. um, even though you know I, this, I didn't have as many scenes as she, as she was actually in the book. So, um, but the one thing in that scene was a real thing that happened. She went from homeroom to homeroom and told them all, "No more spirit bunnies, one at a time, one homeroom after the other." Hmm. Okay, the same speech, and that that was hilarious. I thought, but the line that that moved me about that was it takes. She, Tell every single classroom, it takes a lot of courage to get up here and do something you know people make fun of. But when I got the script, the line wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I went, what? That's, oh my gosh, that's her whole her yes. whole uh, character is right, right. there. Yeah. And so I said to camera, I go, do you care if I put this line back in? And you know, when you're doing a script and it's going um, from script to, to screen and there's so many rewrites and, and state in, in shooting directions and everything. Right. He, he didn't remember it, that he hadn't put it in. It wasn't a conscious choice to not put it in. So he said, sure. You know, he's like the Stoonsbury character. So he's like, try it. We'll see if it's happening. With this chain going in and out. So I did. And um, I, I'm really glad that I did. But so then I always think, even if you're even if you're a little bit worried about um, saying something like that, you should always do it. Yeah. yeah. It's coming from your heart because... That's the line that, to this day, people say they really relate to that. And if I had been too chicken to say anything, it wouldn't even be in there. Honestly, that's one of the lines that I remember very vividly from the movie from the first time I've seen it. That's one of the lines that sticks with me. I mean, because it's true. Getting out in front of people is terrifying. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like this plea to the whole school, but not a plea, like more of a... To each room, that's how important it was. And of course, in the movie, it ends up the whole school at once, which mm-hmm. actually is kind of scary, just as scary. Yes. Right. Right. Did you draw anything? I mean, you know, I was reading about your past and coming from Minnesota mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of doing everything you're doing now. I mean, was there a little bit of yourself that you put into that? Just to like. So maybe telling your past self that how how courageous you had to be in order to even mm. go to California. Because I mean, no, I, I didn't think of it that, that way at the time. Um, um, I was I was pretty driven as a kid, so um, um, I'm trying to think what got me. I always have something, especially when I have a speech. You know that that's my driving force in it. I'm trying to think what it was actually. Um, you should always defend your character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, and I guess I was just def- I was just defending the whole thing. Um, I I was so intent on what I was doing that I was super focused on get to New York, get to California, do this, do that. Um, I didn't have. I mean, I guess you know, actually I was scared, but I like buried it so I could keep going, which is probably not the best thing a kid could do. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was later on that I went back and thought about stuff and thought, whoa, <laughs> did you really do that? So much could have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, try not to let your fear get wow. in the way of your um, pursuits. Yeah. Right. 
And what was it that drove you to to do what you're doing now? I mean, uh, when you were a kid. I don't know. Um, <laughs> except for I, I think I got. Well, first of all, I used to I used to watch movies with my mom, and yeah. she, she had you know she had you know not glamorous life like you know hard it's hard and but when we watched movies together the face would light up and she would remember having you know like the old movies on tv mm-hmm. and she would remember having when she saw it in the theater when it came out and <laughs> and just things would be like ugh, um how do i explain it you know how people in real life they kind of like choke their emotions down and it can be kind of flat in real life because nobody's really saying what they're they're not fully expressing themselves because mm-hmm. you often, I don't really do that in real life, but in the movies you do, mm. and um, and I just think that it, the way she connected with it and the way I saw that what, what it was doing, um, opening her up like that, and what it was doing to me too because I was also learning to be, you know, from the Midwest she didn't go around being you know dramatic or near or maybe even you know expressing yourself all that much. Um, and something just connected with me in there too. Okay. And also, she used to. Um, um, she, I was the last kid, and my other brothers and sisters were growing up. And she said, "Do what you want to do. Life is short. Mm. Want to do something? Go do it." Mm-hmm. Something advantage, advantageous about being the youngest kid, the caboose. They've already tried everything else. <laughs> oh, <God>, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Just. Go for it. <laughs> oh. Sounds like what happened to your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the youngest in my whole family by in my generation by eleven years. So everybody who fifteen. Okay, so yeah, I I get I get exactly what you said, and it's like everybody already did everything else, and it's just like okay, that dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that worked. Anyway. Yeah, meanwhile, Joss and I are both the eldest. So yeah. It's like, yeah, that, no. no. <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, so, I mean, what, how did you get the role for Fast Times for Cindy? Oh, well, I was in New York and I auditioned for it. Probably, you know, um, I was lucky because being on a soap. People took you seriously as a professional working actor, mm-hmm. whereas um, I would have had a lot harder time if I had not gotten that soap right away, like mm-hmm. trying to get an agent, trying to break through. That's when all the crummy things happen to actresses. But I was very fortunate because I, you know, that was like, well, she's already working. You know, yeah. way to get a job is to already be working. So um, anyway, so I read for um, for um, Stacy the lead, and I got called back and called back, and then. Eventually, Brian Backer, Phoebe Cates, and I were for a weekend. It was either Saturday or Sunday. They ordered food in, and everyone, like, gosh, all the producers were there. Amy was there. Heckerling was there. Uh, Cameron was there. Everybody was there, and we just read the entire movie a few times. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, "Okay, I want to see this and that." I guess they were just using it as a um, as a time to see what was going to work and what was not going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they already had Jennifer Jason Lee was in California, but they used me to do it. And so I thought, hey, I have a pretty, you know, I probably did have a good shot at it. But I think ultimately, um, because of that drive that I had, it, um, it wasn't a Stacy thing. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. you know, because um, who you are just, just reads, I guess. Um, right. So, but they called, I was crushed, but as usual, you're always crushed when you don't get a part, especially mm-hmm. when you get that close. Right. But they called up and they said, do you, does she want to play the cheerleader? 
And I went, cheerleader? Because up to then, I, I was a psychotic killer. And, <laughs> you know, and, you know, a teenage psychotic killer. And then my character on the soap was so evil. All I ever did was terrible things. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they want me to be a cheerleader. You know, and so I thought they were crazy. But I said, yes. And I had to fly myself out. You know, I had to be a local hire. Um, but it was, a, it was a really, sometimes when some, you get something and they ask you to do something and you think, what do you mean? I got to, you know, it doesn't exactly sound like, um, like a first class treatment or anything. Do it anyway, because that turned out to be one of the best things I did. Mm-hmm. Is just say, okay, I'll do that. I've heard so, that, um, that there's a big difference between a soap opera and a, uh, a movie set. I heard that there's like a big difference in filming. Is that true? Well, soaps you get in and you, um, you're on the clock. And so, it's like go, um, go, go. you know, you rehearse and it's great training because mm-hmm. they'll tell you to just, when you say that, go over here and you're like, turn your back on somebody and walk away so they can get you saying the line and you have to make up really good reasons why you would do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a wonderful exercise and no matter what they ask you to do, justifying it. Because <laughs> if you, you know, you just feel stupid doing it unless you as the character had a really good reason, like he can't see my face right now. Um, it's something like that. Right. But you really learn how to, how to work <laughs> those things, right? you know, the things that you have to do because of the camera situation and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a really good um, exercise in that. And I, wouldn't, I would say it's not actually that different in that you always want to be that prepared when you go on a film. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sit there and like not know your lines and stuff like right. that. You just don't. And it, I noticed that, um, I don't know if it's true now, but back when I was starting, I noticed that they used a lot of, of young actors from the soaps because we would show up and we would know our lines. And, they, and on, a, on a, um, a low budget movie, it was, you know, they'd do what uh, they want to do. Okay, let's get a take and let's get one for safety and move on. And, and all of us were like, hey, we get to do it again. <laughs> because when you're on a soap, you don't stop take for any reason. You get fired for that. Like if the wall behind you falls down, you keep going. It's just, it's just part of the scene now. Because it's a cardinal sin. If you do it too many times, that's a huge problem and they might replace you. Okay. So you just didn't do stuff like that. So it was really great training. And I just, uh, I think I learned a lot of things. That's so much, um, well, three cameras going to be different. I mean, look, even when you're doing a, a sitcom and it's a three camera thing, the, the cameras are following you and that, that light goes on and that light goes on and that's what a soap is like. Yep. Um, and usually on a, on a film, it's one camera. There might be another one, but, but it's usually the one. And you do things like you get a, a shot of the whole scene and then you go in and get two people talking and then you get a close-up of each person. You know, you do various shots like that. Mm-hmm. But on television, and sometimes now in the soaps, they're more sophisticated about the way they shoot. Um, um, you would do it again and just get one person saying what you really wanted to make sure you got so that you could edit it in afterwards. Mm-hmm. But um, mostly it's just like, the, um, it starts and you can hear the, uh, so you can hear the um, theme song playing. And it's kind of <laughs> exciting. Because um, you know, there's, there's the show, right? So right. And when we shot Ryan's Help, it was like a, a theater a play. So the lights would come up on your set and you'd just go, do your scene. And then the lights would go down. You could hear the big cameras going to the other ones. See the light go up. They did their scene, back black. And the, it was a very petite, very, you know, um, 
it was really cool. She, she was a, it was a female camera operator and it was the only one I saw. And she, you wouldn't go, oh, there's a camera operator. Cause a lot of them, those things were huge. Mm-hmm. And you would think a big guy would have to do it. She was like tooling around and she never really said anything, but I always admired her. I remember that. <laughs> but anyway, that's like, that's like, that was, that's what would be different. Okay. Oh, thank you. Cause I, I was always curious about that. So. Yeah, you you have your uh, you have your moments of getting really into soaps and stuff. I do so, yeah. occasionally. <laughs> She'll go I will up. say though that we were unusual even for them, and now what they do, uh, you go in and they they have all the scenes, but they they do them as a set. Mm-hmm. So that that actor with that storyline, those actors with that storyline, will shoot from such and such to such and such in the morning and then all the other ones will come in so so they do that way differently now than we used to do it and even when we were doing it like that other shows didn't do that okay and i i think you mentioned it but what was the name of the soap just in case anybody is interested Ryan's Hope, okay. Yeah, I have it on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Our studio was the old Dark Shadows studio. Oh, that's oh, so cool. cool. I watched almost every episode of that, like, <laughs> one summer. Oh, yeah, you got you got into it. Yeah, like, nice. oh, yeah, y'all, y'all really got into that. I remember yeah. that. Oh. <laughs> I remember the bat with the weird <laughs> eyes and the fly that landed. Did a fly ever, when you were in soaps, did a fly ever, like, land on somebody's face? Like, it did in Dark Shadows, like, maybe twice? No. <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been one of those like, okay, we got to keep going, but, yeah, but yeah. Bob, you got a thing on you. Oh god, <laughs> dear. I just yeah. wants to be involved in the production, you know. It's like this is but my moment. At the, at the end of the crawl, they would have us, you know, like not really talking, but pretending that the scene was going on. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the, especially the guys, would start, you know, like goofing around and saying like really disgusting things and stuff. Well. <laughs> the deaf could read their lips. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. And the network was like, yeah, oh, I'm God. sorry. You people are awful. The deaf could read their lips and they got in trouble. Oh. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Did they complain or were they just amused? Yeah, they complained. Oh, yeah, sure. I can just, I can just, just, I can just see one of them just kind of raise their hand. Um, this, um, we can, we, we understand you. Oh, We're no. We're going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that's a bit, that's kind of amazing. But the, um, one of the things you mentioned I'm really curious is, um, about it is, what's your process for remembering lines? Oh, okay, well, the, the, the memory is a muscle. So if you do it all the time, like on a soap, you, you've got to learn lines, you know. And then they, they might change it. They have to lengthen the show. They have to shorten the show, whatever. And you're mm-hmm. used to it. So when you're used to memorizing things, like I said, it's like a muscle. Yeah. And then when you're not used to it, they, you get flabby, um, just like a muscle. Mm-hmm. But I, the best, I, there's all sorts of different ways. There's, you can write them out you know, three times each. You mm-hmm. can try to remember the first letter of every word and think of that. That never works for me. Mm-hmm. You can record yourself. Like I don't know if you saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but they yes. Yes. show. Yeah, that, that is a way. You yeah. record yourself and say it back to you. It's easier now that we have phones. Um, but I find the best, if, if you go in and you know what every line means, 
to your character and, and it, you have an emotional investment in it, oh. then you're going to remember what it is. Mm. If everything that you're saying is, is to affect the other character so that you get what you want or what you need from them, then you're going to remember what it is. And, it, and it, yeah. there's one, there's usually something that you, that you have trouble with, like one, or, one line or something. And that's the one where you haven't really, I find for me, I haven't really dug in and figured out maybe I'm a little afraid to go there, you know, emotionally what that character wants. And so I try to gloss over it. There's always a psychological reason when you can't remember something. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, that, that's for me. And I know everybody has their own thing. Like, uh, um, this works for me too, but I never thought about it as trying to learn lines. Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins reads his script 200 times. And wow. Wow. 200 times he does it. No wow. less, no fuss. <laughs> That's it. I mean, amazing focus to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I can't imagine doing that myself. <laughs> I like the meaning though. I, I like where you're looking at it, just to say, what does this mean to somebody? And I know others like John C. McGinley will write poems on the side of what of, of the script to see what this means, and um, others. And I think uh, Dustin Hoffman will just shout it into a mirror. And watch, and watch himself do it. Well, that's dangerous because you can get into a line reading where you, you like the way it looks and so... <laughs> that's right. No matter what else, you know, the actor's like changed what he's doing, but you're still doing the same thing because <laughs> you're not listening. <laughs> because right. you're doing what you're doing. Um, so that can be a little dangerous, yeah. but not, not with somebody like him. But it's really good, too. I learned this from... Um, oh, gosh. Um... I will think of it. If you give, if you're having trouble with something, you give it a physicality. Mm. Like, um, you, you, you add a gesture to it. You're not going to do that when you play the scene, but if it's if it's like a beseeching gesture, then you're gonna, that's going to help you remember the line. You don't have to do your arms like that. And Thank another you. thing, too, is if you're just walking or running and you're just running it over and over, is when you're putting physicality into your brain, yeah. it really helps. Wow. It's like your brain takes the muscle. The body remembers it that way. Oh. Wow. And your mouth is part of your body, so. Yeah. It's true. 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 Now, um, is there any stories that you maybe have shared before or have not shared about line reads, about rehearsals for Fast Times that are kind of interesting or memorable from your point of view? Um... Um, well, I mean, one thing that always sticks out to me is shooting that, that scene in the auditorium because I, I didn't know what I was from Minnesota. Minnesota and New York, I did not know anything about California. Um, so let's immediately cast her and put her in a whole bunch of stuff where she's from California. <laughs> so, anyway, and you know what? It's stuck, too, because when you look at me, you go, oh, she's from California. Right. Um, anyway, uh, I would hang out in the bathroom and listen to, the, listen to them talk just to get, and I was blending and everything. I mean, they knew that they didn't know who I was, but I was just blending around just to get a feel for the, the school and being, you know, being part of that. So when I went in to do the scene, um, and you know, with the cheerleaders and everything, yeah. they, they watched what I was doing and they were mad because they thought I was making fun of them. Oh no. Oh. So it was like a betrayal. Well, you know what, I kind of was because, okay, Cindy Carr with the spirit bunny, was in that script because Cameron really liked this girl when he was he was undercover in high school for a whole year. He really liked her, you know, and he asked her to do something with him one time, and she said, "No, you don't have enough spirit." 
So I became the spirit bunny, and we, yes, we were having a little fun with that. And they, they knew right away. They knew right away that, wait a second, she's laughing at us. Um, what else was it? I just, I remember Forrest Whitaker, because he became, you know, he's Forrest Whitaker. Right, right yeah. Um, he had one line, and it was, don't fuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but, you know, he was compelling. You could already, you could already tell things like that yeah and also uh because i couldn't drive and i was there so early, so many hours early i got to sit um in the hair and makeup place with you know i watched sean get his extensions on and everything i never bothered him because he was you know he didn't want to be called anything but spicoli or he wouldn't answer you it was just like you just knew yeah, don't bother that. him you know yeah, yeah it was very method um, and the the uh makeup lady goes Sean is such a nice boy. I don't know why you kids don't treat him any better than you do. He's <laughs> 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 such a nice boy. Um, but he didn't want that. He, he wanted people to not be, you know, he wanted to be the the, um, the outcast because it was part of his character. And so he set it up that way. And then I understand, because I didn't get to go to the rap party, but I understand that at the rap party, I was already back in New York. Um, he walked up, to, he came as himself and he said, hi, I'm Sean. Because it's the first time I actually had <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I read also that Sean Connery did the same thing in A Hunt for the Red October. Uh, the whole thing is how scared everybody is yeah. of him, you know? And sometimes with things like that, you have to depend on the other actors to play it for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So he walked in his first day on set and just picked somebody at random and read them a new one. And... Like, everyone was freaking out because, oh, God, he's such an asshole. He just screamed at this person. and Well, then when he got, went on to play his role, everybody was, like, scared of him because they thought he was an asshole, you know? Yeah. And so there's no acting involved. And, but sometimes um, if, if people are too familiar with you, it's going to take out here. You're supposed to be a king, but they're used to having lunch with you. Right. It's not going to read right, you know? And so right. Because you, you have to do stuff like that, and, you know, and... Um, you have to get creative because a lot of it is what the other person is telling the audience about you. Right. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Did, uh, did, did Spicoli in the book have more of an arc or something? I, I figured it was kind of an ensemble piece, but some of the, some of, I wasn't sure where some of the characters were going, like, like Brad and Spicoli. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brad's the guy that peaks in high school. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Brad, what? Brad is that guy that peaked in high school, and that's like the best he yeah. ever do- he ever did. He, he starts out great, and then the, I mean, the joke of it is, is like he gets humiliated more and more mm-hmm. and more and more. Yeah. You know, and he gets all the stuffing taken out of him. Right. Every bad thing, every embarrassing thing happens to him. Um, so that I mean, that's his arc, sort of. <laughs> All the how the mighty have fallen, but he never played him as like somebody who needed to come come up. And he was just a nice guy who's the victim of circumstance. Right. Yeah. Well, he did get to be kind of heroic at the very end. And he got to be the yeah, manager. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so he got to be heroic for who he was, and not this like I'm a single successful guy. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the things that um, um, was. A, a kind of a commentary that we thought was, that everybody thought was weird was the high school kids, past times it was going on, were doing grown up things. They mm-hmm. all had jobs. They were all focused on what their future was going to be and how much everything cost mm-hmm. and where they fit in in the pecking order in a way that 
previous previous generations didn't weren't that much like little adults already. Mm. So they really wanted to point that out, and they did, I think. Um, Sean just went, uh, Spicoli went from, yeah, because with Mr. Hand and everything, mm. um, yeah. um, he did he did know, and, and a lot of that Mr. Hand sort of points out to him. You know, a lot of his um, antics were he didn't really need to be doing that, but that's just who he was, you know. Yeah. But there's a there's somebody else under there. Is that is that Mr. Hand? When he comes to his house, and says, you're passing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always I thought that when I was watching that scene, I almost thought that that, that scene was going to be a hallucination. <laughs> like you, fi- you figure like he just didn't show up and it just it didn't happen and somehow he like it was gonna be like a, he he had it in him all along. <laughs> like, like he, he does have it in him right. all along. But it, you know the teacher that gave him the most trouble was the one that reached out and said, "Wait a second, you know, yeah. you know the lost cause. Come here." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's uh, well. Which really accidentally foiled the bad guy. Yeah. What's really <laughs> funny too is when I was when I first watched this movie, and I watched this movie at a time when I really shouldn't have, because I think I watched this movie the first time when I was about maybe eleven. <laughs> so yeah, I, I watched this movie the first time when I was a kid, and I've seen this movie probably. Maybe 20 times, maybe 30. I've seen this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, And as I've gotten older, like when I was a kid, I really, I really um, understood Spicoli because I was such a stoner. (laughs) So I was like, I I understood him completely, and I was like, Mr. Head's such an asshole. Like, I can't stand this guy. And as I've gotten older, it's like, God, I'm such in Mr. Hand's corner right now. That's I, what he's saying. I, I, like, I'm, so, I'm so in his corner right now. It's like, I've, I've done the complete one, 180. I was just glad Isn't that funny? Because the movie's it's, it's sort of, as you, as you get older and you mature, you're experience of the whole movie changes yes yeah completely uh it's the same for me like the breakfast club where it's the the principal Werner. i'm like okay oh my god he's such a jerk i'm like you know what yeah i get him (laughs) i get it i get i get him 100 percent yeah i've done the The funny thing is is that he he and um, i played mark Harmon's parents in a, in a black and white flashback on Chicago Hope. And I went, oh, oh my God, it's the principal. <laughs> nice. That's right. Um, yeah, but they were trying to explain why Mark Harmon's character couldn't commit to women, why he was all messed up. Mm. And it was because of what he's, you know, his mother killed herself. And so, oh. um, but it was really cool. They had this amazing young actor to play him as a little boy. Yeah. It was a very hard thing to play. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, the, the point of the story is, yeah, we ended up being Mark Harmon's parents. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, um, part of we're we're part of the forty forty one media company uh, for movie theater time machine, and also on this, there's on the other side of the table, oh Dan and Jess have I watched what, yeah. and yeah. they've reviewed one of your other movies. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think we want to <laughs> dig a little deeper to other parts of your career people may not know about or listen to our show. Yes, um, well, specifically yeah. our our show is where we try to find kind of cheesy movies and for lack of a better word, inflict them on each other. <laughs> However, the movie that of yours that we found um, 
Turns out it wasn't cheap. Well, it was cheesy, but we loved it for it. it was Chopping Mall. We watched Chopping yeah. Mall. And wow. <laughs> I knew that was going to be, you know, such a, a favorite of people's. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so goofy, but it's but it knows what it is. I really I enjoyed it. it. <laughs> I really I, I'm so glad because I went. I took a lot of crap for being in that movie after I made it. Oh, really? I like, oh, no, I, no, I'm I so sorry because it was so fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would go into meetings and then go chopping mall, huh? <laughs> ah. Yeah, I think we're not. Gonna, we're not going to be uh, casting a, a really good part or even a lead in this A-list movie with this bar of chopping walls. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was kind of a bummer at the time, but I got the last laugh, actually. Really yeah. Did. Good, I'm <laughs> glad. I was... love that one, you know. Um, cult, being in a cult classic is a, a, a lucky break that you just don't, you can't you can't plan for it. you can't right. try to get there. Yeah. But if you're lucky enough to be in a cult movie that people love for whatever reason, yeah. and I'm like in three. It's amazing. <laughs> it's some people you know they 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 do they have great movies and they do great work their whole lives, but they don't have that one thing that people just are all about that one. Right. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that one. Super fortunate. It was really odd. But that happened, you know. You couldn't plan that. No, it was, that was just, yeah, so it was just such a good movie. This movie really enjoyed. It was, I enjoyed it. Oh, it was so like yeah, it was, it was cheesy, it was goofy, but it knew what it was, and that's that's what made it great. I think. Well, it's got a sense of humor. Oh yes, yes so. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't really know what we were getting into. It was called presented to me as this called this called robot, and um, Robert Short who. Did a whole bunch. He was the special effects guy. He did Daryl yeah. Hannah's tail for Splash. He's going to be doing the robots. And I went, oh, this is a class act. Okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, well, no, that's just a working title. I said, well, what are you going to call it? And he, oh, I don't know, maybe Killbots? And I was like, oh, brother. <laughs> and then, well, Killbots didn't really test all that well. So we're going to call it Chopping Mall. And we all like just went, oh, because nobody... Uh, in that movie would have signed on to do a movie called Chopping Mall. Wow. <laughs> it just wasn't It's like, yeah, we're going to call it... Yeah, there we were. <laughs> it's like, we're going to call it Chopping Mall and everyone just kind of looks back and forth at each other like, oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> we already shot this habit when we can't really leave. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> we already signed paperwork. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, it's a, it was a lot longer, but Roger watched it and he, he said this has to be shorter. And so Jim went in there and made it. It runs like a house on fire. Oh, yeah. And oh, that's, yeah. What, that's what's fun about it, you know. Um, and then also the, oh, my gosh, the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Like, it's amazing. Just when you listen to everywhere. it, I didn't oh. even notice this at first, but he's got the Killbot theme, he's got Allison's theme, and he's got them weaving together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really notice that before. And then he's got where the killbot's thinking. You can hear that the killbot's thinking. Yeah. It's just, you know, and then that the thing you wrote for Allison with it, you know, it's just all the heart. It's it's also called love theme, um, Allison's theme. It's just, I don't know. He really, he really did something there. It just, for me, it makes the movie put so much more part into it than yeah. it would have with anything else. Well, see, it's, the movie's better than it really has any right to be. And that's, <laughs> right. that's, the, that's the best part. 
they had to fight for oh my gosh they got into post and at the time all those lasers that were shooting out of the pillbox and stuff they had they had to fight tooth and nail to get those lasers there oh that's too expensive they're like, well, if we don't have lasers, what are these people running away from? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just. Yeah. Robot, you know, save some money. No. Yeah, it's like we need lasers, they otherwise fight, they're. You uh, said nail, and I mean, one thing after the other is, I mean, whenever you're doing a, a, a movie that you've got to do really fast and for cheap, you get a lot of funny things happen because <laughs> because of those circumstances. Yeah. You know, that was that was one definitely. I don't know what they would have done if they didn't put those lasers in. Because then they'd just be dollar store Daleks. Right. <laughs> Maybe they should have given them axes. So put the chopping, <laughs> chopping off. Yeah, seriously. It's something about making a movie. There are certain things that you have to, you have to, you think they're important and nobody else thinks they're important at the time, but you know that they're important. Mm-hmm. You really got to stand your ground. It's like you got to put mm-hmm. your life on the line and fight for that thing that you know they're going to be sorry for if they don't do it yeah. and that was one of those moments and um, you know because I remember you know Wormski was like he looked so up to Roger Corman the last thing he's going to do is is you know buck him and he went no the, we got to have the lasers <laughs> lasers are definite we need those <laughs> yep <laughs> oh, I was so happy when when Nick told me that you were going to be on because I was like, oh, I have seen one of her movies really, really recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. So I'm, I'm so thank you for being on. Seriously, totally made my day. Yeah, definitely, it's a real pleasure on her side yeah. for all of us. And, you know, for our podcast that started out, and uh, which I tell this story not too too often, but it started out as a joke for a friend of mine had a podcast, and he told me, he's like, I don't think you could do a podcast like mine, and I'm like, okay. He, he had a movie review show called Blockbuster Dropouts, and I'm like, all right, I'll just do the same thing, but do, like, older movies, and he just did stuff that came out, yeah. you know, that, that week. And I'm like, all right, I'll just do it. And then he heard a few episodes of our show, and then he stopped doing it, and we kept going on, and we were in our fifth year. <laughs> so it, it's a long-running joke, but it's still kind of good. <laughs> you know, what's great about it is if you do older movies, people have seen them, and they have opinions, and they have right. movies yeah. to them. Right. You know, I mean, you do chopping mall, and people, people will pipe up and say, I, the first time I ever went to the movies, I took the bus into the city to see Chopping Mall by myself. Because <laughs> they already got like a story. You right, know? yeah, yeah. That, and it means something to them. And that's probably what, how things turn out to be called movies is that it grabs you on some level, like how you, where you are in your life and, you know, in your growing up. And it just, see, you know, it's just, it's like a smell, like you, you smell, um, smell perfume and you think of a person it's, right. yeah. it's like that it's like it's just yeah, like a true. thing that all comes back to you it yeah. sticks with you yep true I think you know I know we're almost out of time for you but I just wanted to end with one other question for it sure. um what advice would you have for anybody who wants to get into movies and uh or maybe follow the same path you did oh you know that. It's going to be different now. The whole business is so different than it was. Um, but I think that the, I think that the gut instinct is the same, which is do it. Don't take no for an answer. You got to believe in yourself. 
not too much thinking because you can talk yourself out of anything. Oh, you just yeah. Oh, go, oh. you know, and, and overthinking. Don't, just, is yeah, just just hurdle yourself in there and just, you know, sometimes you just have to take a leap. So you just got to take a leap. Decide you really want to do it first, mm. you know, because don't take a leap without, you know, being committed. Right. Right. Then, you know, you're just like, I remember getting on the soap and, and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I didn't see cameras or anything before that. And I was just going to be damned if I got fired and had to go back to Minnesota. Mm. Yeah. That was not going to happen. And so I freaking learned, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, you'll find people, um, you know, that there's that quote of, of when you're committed, then providence moves too. Mm. And things start to happen that wouldn't have happened if you weren't committed. You know, the woman who played my mom, Louise, she taught me, I hear her voice in my head to this day. We're still friends. How she helped me negotiate those scenes and try to shoot everything so fast. I would have been dead without her. And she could have had me for breakfast on that show. And she didn't. And so once you're committed, it's, I think, okay, it's Martha Graham. If you just live that poem, the Martha Graham, there's a quickening. It's all about commitment. And that's what you got to do. And you, you got to, you know, um, it's going to turn out the way it's going to turn out. There's no guarantee, but you have to, you have to jump. That's all. And that's going to always be true, no matter what else changes. Wow. You know, okay. When I first started out, it was like, it was, you weren't supposed to do soaps and you weren't supposed to do horror. And, you know, it, it was <laughs> just those two things were really looked down upon. And now everyone's crazy about it. Yeah, right. but horror was fun. Going it's, it's going to, if you stay around, it's going to change. Yep. Right. Mm. You can never give up. Absolutely. Right. Do you have, That's just it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> do you have any advice for people who aren't necessarily sure what they want to do with things? Like they, maybe they have many ideas about different creative pursuits. Mm -hmm. I, I would try everything because you, you're, don't ever think, you know, I wish I would have tried that and, you know, at the, don't have regrets. That was a big thing with my mom. She goes, you're only going to regret in this life the things that you didn't do. It's going to move really fast. Mm -hmm. And at the end, you're going to go, why didn't I? Because you're going to be older and you're going to not care what people think anymore. And you're going to, why didn't I do that? And I look back and think, why did I stop myself like that? That was I think, the most amazing advice that I could have gotten. And it was because my mom was, you know, middle-aged lady not a young woman anymore and um try it don't don't have the what if i had done that do it and if it's if you make a mistake oh well people who don't make mistakes aren't really trying you know it's not a mistake it's a learning thing it's like okay well that i know that that's not it you know and, and just go through it until there's something that you really really commit to and if it's you know, I mean, a lot of actors, we all say, you know, if you can do something else, do it, because this is hard. Yeah. It's a spiritual path, I want you to know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, um, you got you to gotta, uh, um, annihilate your ego and keep going. And, you know, it's a lesson in humility, and it's a lesson in um, believing in yourself when nobody else does. And it's a lesson in not being afraid when you don't have any money. And, it's, you know, it's, it's like you're doing the same thing you're always doing and nobody's paying any attention. And then all of a sudden, you're just doing the same thing you're always doing. All of a sudden, everybody's like, all about what you're doing. Right. So that in a little while, they're gonna go away and they're not gonna care what you're doing anymore. But regardless of what everybody else is doing out there, you're doing your thing. Mm. Well. So you gotta be committed to the thing and not the reaction.
commit to the bank. You can't bank. go in and to get something. Yeah. yeah. It's nice if you get it, but you have to be okay if you don't. And just right. think, it's okay because I'm doing what I want to do. Wow. We want to thank you so much for being a part of this little ensemble. As we said, that started as a joke and now is a, you know, a serious uh, (laughs) podcast. You know, again, commit to the. I like my life. (laughs) 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 Me too. (laughs) Me too. And uh, for doing everything that you do and just you know being a beacon hope on everything, we really just appreciate it. Thank you. Um, do you want to give any plugs or anything or any uh, anything that a listener should go for? Um, yes. I'm going to be in Indiana doing Halloween Palooza on the first weekend of October. Nice. Um, cool. And then what else? We're doing a charity thing here at the Wax Museum in Hollywood for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and that's Ooh, October cool. 16th. Very nice. Um, and then the new Beverly Center, um, September 20th, is actually doing a, a double feature of Night of the Com- of Chopping Mall and the Night of the Comet. Nice. Sweet. It's, like, it's crazy, right? So anyway, there's that if you happen to be in California. Um, I have a, I'm in a movie, and I all, but I also co-produced it uh, called Staycation. And um, I actually know very little about it because oh, I wasn't allowed to see it as a whole script. So. <laughs> Awesome. Kelly, thank you so much for being a part oh, of the show you. and everything else. And it's a little bit starstruck. And I know he's listening, so I got to say thank you to Steve. Yes, as oh, well. Hi, Steve. <laughs> as well. Thank you so much. If you need anything else uh, afterwards, please feel free to get in touch with me and we'll do whatever you want. Sure will. Sure will. Appreciate you. And have an amazing, yes. amazing day. Stay safe and keep doing every, the amazing things you're doing. Yes, please do. Uh, you too. Thank, Thank you, too. you so much. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Uh, wow. I, I just, <laughs> you know, you don't expect that, you know, when you kind of did this and I think I, I go back to the very first episode of <laughs> Kaz and I in 59 Media and this little cramped studio that was basically a closet. Mm. I mean, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, no, before oh, that, yeah, just, right. you know, before that one, the very first one and just thinking know, now we just, <laughs> yeah, we just chatted with it and now uh, that weird couch and all the other stuff and that is just, wow. Like, <laughs> That's just kind of wild. Like, they're like, what just happened? And I'm thinking now in my brain of what the hell just happened. <laughs> like, we just got the chat with Kelly Maroney. Like, that, that was great. That was so cool. That just, how the freak did that happen? Um, so we're going to do an unusual thing. Uh, we're going to take a quick moment. We're going to tell you about 44 to 1 Media now. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to jump into Fast Times at Richmond High. Sounds good. 
Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Sake Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back, man. So, yeah, okay, we needed a few moments after that amazing time with Mm -hmm. Kelly, so... Uh, I needed a, I need a snack. Yeah, and, yeah, that too. I and need a snack. you know, just to try to process all of the, like what the hell just happened. And I know I said that earlier, Lots but man, stuff. this now fast times at Richmond High, man. This it kind of lives up to its name because yeah. I think a whole year passes. Yeah, it, it kind yeah. of it moves at a fairly decent <laughs> clip. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. And you know, there's a couple of things with this, like. If you're, it had, there, there's a lot of really big name people in here, you know, uh, Ray Walston is Mr. Hand, um, <laughs> which is one of those, I'm like, oh, you know, I think Kaz was like, hey, Ray Walston's in this, awesome, like, yeah. you know, you have Eric Stoltz, yep, um, and uh, Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, and, um, and oh, here, Phoebe Cates, yeah, and, and, um, and uh, Nicholas Cage. And Nicholas Cage. For like, what, two seconds? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And it's just, but he's actually, he's credited as his real name. Yep. Nick, yeah. Nicholas Coppola. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, it's like, oh, Brad's bud, Nicholas Coppola. I'm like, wait, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. I'm like, yeah, hey, he was in this? And I go, I look at him, like, oh, yeah, he was. This is one of his very first roles. Yep. And, and he, you know, he, like, lied about, uh, about being 18 because he was actually 17. When, when he was in this, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he lied about his age to get like a little more screen time. Huh. Wow, wow, and you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people in this movie. And I mean, for sure. I mean, there's, it. Some of it seems like to me, the first thing I got is like, we've got the rights to this music, so we're going to use all of it. Mm-hmm. You goddamn right. You yeah, are. like how the beginning once, of it, it. Once. Yeah. Depending on the song. Yeah. Or how the beginning of it is, we got the beat and all the and mm-hmm. the, I mean the soundtrack is all bloody fantastic, but it, it is an amazing time capsule movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. like so much so much of it takes place at the Sherman Oaks Mall. Yeah, or sorry, it's the the Ridgemont Mall. Yeah, but uh, that the actual mall itself was the Sherman Oaks Mall that's been used in so many movies. Mm. Uh, specifically, it was also the same mall used in Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. huh. The mall could be a celebrity. <laughs> or see, the mall itself has been demolished, however. Yeah. No. To, to this day, the only thing that's still Rip. standing is the parking structure. Like, the rest of the mall's been turned into, like, more of an open-air sort of place. Well, you know, celebrities die, so I suppose the mall could die. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it brought me back, and I'm thinking about this, and as I'm processing the movie last night, I was thinking about my sister, and, I mean, this was definitely her era. Like, she she's 11 years older than me, and she got a job working at Cherry and Webb in the mall. <laughs> and it's like... And oh, I, Cherry yeah, and Webb. Yeah, and I remember she got really excited. She called one of her friends, and she and this 
it, the way she said it just stuck in my brain forever is now I work at the mall <laughs> and it just like I'm like okay and then you know later on it's like and I'm I'm nothing against mall workers at all and I worked, I worked at, at the mall donuts for three days yeah I, I worked wanted at to the work. mall for like years yeah. so I yeah. wanted to work at a mall it never happened yeah you're not missing much too, yeah I worked at a strip mall, if you count uh, uh, the <laughs> plaza that uh, Blockbuster was in. No baby, yeah. no baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that uh, that strip mall kind of had something for a little in that in that yeah, day. For it, a little it, while, yeah. Yeah, it kind of had something interesting until the Dunkin' Donuts oh. just destroyed it. <laughs> the Dunkin' Donuts came in and everything died. Yeah. <laughs> My old Blockbuster is now a pet store. Yeah. It, the nice thing about uh, those couple of days I worked there were free donuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wasn't it uh, like, a, it was like a few weeks or something, but no. it was like they didn't give you many shifts? Or... Something like that. I, I just, I know I got fired in a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... I didn't, the cash register they put me on was confusing with all the combo buttons and they weren't color-coded or anything. It was, uh, and then the Galata machine. I, I didn't I mean... mean to break it. <laughs> I mean, it's on them if they don't give you the proper training to do I what know, you need right? to do. Uh, I don't mean to laugh, guys. I really don't. Just, but just the way that that came out, just like in the Kulana machine. I'm still so sorry. <laughs> mm, delicious. I like blue flavor. Did everything just taste purple for a second? <laughs> it needs more blue. Mm. <laughs> That's all I could say. If only they still had the orange kind, because if you mix the orange and the blue, it turns green and yep. it's awesome. And yeah. they called it the green monster. Yeah, yep. that, yeah was that was that was great. Yeah, that was surprisingly good. But I don't think they have orange anymore, so no. yeah. not that I've seen. Yeah. They still have the strawberry though. Yeah. There's the things in this mall here, like the, uh, the the movie theater with the guy selling tickets outside of the concert tickets. Okay, this guy's yeah. voice. Yeah. I feel like it's... Mike Damone? Yeah, but I mean, I don't... It he sounded just... vaguely familiar, but not quite. I mean, it sounds like he's half asleep the whole time. I don't yeah. know. Well, I don't know what it is. He just... It's just... It's distinct. Like, way too deep for someone who's supposed to be playing a teen, but... Then again, I, you had one of those, didn't you? Well, deep, deep voice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Who, Nick? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, the guy who you're talking about, you're talking about uh, Robert Romanus. And um, I can't really see too much that he's done. I mean, he was in, um, he was in a bunch of random different... Um, you know, different things. He had a small part in a um, American Pie Presents Book of Love and uh, was in Days of Our Lives, but he reminded me of... Um, he was? Uh, as Marvin uh, Speed okay. that he was in here and then uh, did some soaps in the 80s, but he was Chips, Facts of Life, Alienation MacGyver, Providence, which, that's a weird show. Mm. Um and a few others. I, he reminded me there was a guy, there was a guy in Blossom who looked a lot like him. And I, uh, who? A character name. I think his name was Tony. Who was her older brother or something? Or uh, her older brother was played by uh, Lord, Joey Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, but there was another old. There was another older brother was who there? came and went. Yeah, I did. Strange random memory because I've been thinking about. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know why I've been thinking of Lost in the past few days. I watched maybe a few episodes, and I know my sister was obsessed with it. I watched See, it wasn't, for a while. Wasn't right. Maya Bialik a, uh, like a guest host on Jeopardy at some point? She well, was. Yeah, she yeah was like... she's due to be the, the host. Is she? Yeah. What about LeVar Burton? Yeah, he I did know. great. Yeah, it, I watched that show maybe three times in my life, and so I don't know how much I cared. But floppy hat with flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, you know, it was a more a fashion thing. I think my sister loved it. I I remember, but uh, either way, so we have Brad Hamilton, who's the popular high, Richmond High. A guy here looking forward to the final year. He's got a job at All American Burger and a 1960 Buick Le Sabre. Okay, he's got a beautiful car. That, that car is freaking glorious. I don't. Okay, yeah. if he can afford that, why the hell is he working at the burger place? Okay, first off, it's the, it's still the early 80s. Yeah. So that car isn't as old or as classic as it would be now. Yeah. Secondly, he probably has been working for a while, so he probably saved up. Yeah. Bought it, probably did the restoration with himself or with his dad. Mm. So it probably isn't as much as we think it is. Uh. And it's still cheaper because it's the 80s. Mm. In case I like, to, I like to play a game on the show as well, in case you have never um, heard us before, is, you know, how old are, is it, are these teenagers? <laughs> in case well, you really want to know this one, this was released in 1982, so at the time of release, Judge Reinhold was 25. Yeah. yeah. Most of the characters look a little slightly too old. Yeah, and it's just, I you look at him, zero. it's, yeah. A little, <laughs> 1980. Well, what what year did this movie come out? 82. Yeah. Joss and I were just we born. We were just born. Yeah. Do, do people really change that much, though, between, like, 17 and 25? I Wait, think so, yeah. There's a decent or? amount of change that goes on. It's like, not, I mean, you're, you're kind of if like... If you're asking me, no. You're kind <laughs> of, like, coalescing into the human that you're going to become. I right. Mean, physically, though. Physically, like, I, physically had no, I had no change. Yeah, I looked exactly the same. But some people do oh, have did. change from between that time. Like some I lost do. a considerable amount of hair in oh, that time. Oh. <laughs> I I looked You ed- too? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I looked exactly the same. I had no change physically between between eighteen and twenty five there was no physical difference for me. No. Jennifer Jason Lee was twenty years old. Okay, you now that I makes mean, a yeah pretty close. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. She and, looked like a baby though. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. And uh, the youngest of all is Phoebe Cates, who's nineteen. I knew that. And it, I mean, that's one I wish I'm like okay. You know, we all we all know that there's that famous, famous, famous scene. <laughs> I will say if you can look it up and find it, Jimmy Kimmel did a parody of it. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's it, freaking it, hilarious. Like every VHS copy of Fast Times, like the the tape got a little wonky at that point because it was just it was rewound so many times. But then I started wondering, what the hell is Brad's arc? Like, yeah. okay, he, he doesn't he doesn't really, really have, have one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really think most of the kids in this movie have an arc because it's just supposed to be. Humans don't always have an arc. No. Sometimes you just are. It's yeah. just like a year in the life. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it is a time capsule movie. A yeah, bit, I mean, you know? Stacy had a bit of an arc. A little yeah. bit. Like, she, she kind of realized, 
Like, throughout most of the movie, she has no goddamn clue what she wants. Yeah. And at the end, she realizes, I kind of don't want any of that. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily mean that the character has to change, because a character yeah. can be steadfast and, you know, realize that their position from the beginning was correct. But... Yeah. I just mean, like, what unites the... I, I felt like it was kind of an ensemble thing, because sometimes yeah. we'd follow r random characters, yeah. but it's kind of like, besides Stacy's... The other characters' stories, if you want to call it that, didn't seem to have much point. Not, I mean, not just really. Random stuff. I mean, yeah. Rat, Rat kind like of said, learns his lesson, well, learns yeah. a lesson a little bit. But, that's, yeah. but that's, he has his own side bit as well. Yeah. As I said, this I don't think any of them really do have any arcs specifically that are supposed to be an arc. It's right. it's literally just Plot. a year in the life. Yeah, it's just of this happened. Kids. Yeah. The I mean, only one that they really focus on is Stacy, and I think it's because Stacy is the one who's going to have... They kind of make it a point, though, at the very beginning of the movie that you're going to be focusing a lot on her story. Hmm. And almost everybody in the movie, in some way, shape, or form, has a focus towards hers. Yeah. Well, what about Spicoli? Spicoli is another character where... He's another one that they focus on. Spicoli's just kind yeah. of there for most of it. Everybody else in the story has some sort of focus onto him as well. Yeah, I mean, I th I found him just to be there for the trailers. I think he's also there for comic relief. Yeah. But he was so obnoxious. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, oh, my God. I wanted to punch him so yeah, bad. Now, I... One of the things I found out in therapy years ago was that I used to create characters for myself. Mm -hmm. To try to be able to deal with depression, anxiety, basically create a different person because I didn't really like who I was. Sure. And I remember I watched this movie, uh, and, and it, it, this was the first time I saw this movie completely unedited. Really? It's really freaking interesting when you watch this on TNT. Oh, God. Oh god! Yeah, I imagine there's just a lot of blurs and or like 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 a leaf or something in just the right you spot. You have to like. You could have cut out the whole um, yeah. Brad with the the pool thing. Yeah, you and have nothing to be lost. I I did not know about the Mike and Stacy bit. Oh really? Stacy having an abortion you wasn't didn't know. wasn't that even just there. Came out of nowhere. Oh my god! It you wasn't didn't know even that at there. All? The Phoebe Cates thing like. When she takes her top off, it zooms in like it's a, like it's like okay. somebody posting Whoa. it on YouTube, okay, like trying to get past the algorithm. I have yeah. seen that edited bit. Yeah, but I I didn't realize that they edited out um, Stacy having the abortion. I've yeah. seen that part on TV, but I've seen the um, the edited bit of the the Phoebe Cat Kate's. Um, yeah. Thing where you, you yeah. just focus on like this part yeah. of her body from there, like yeah. it's like the resolution yeah. changes yes. drastically because the camera just yeah, pans in on her yeah it's just like the only way it's like if YouTube or if there's somebody posted to try to get past the YouTube algorithm or, or <laughs> really like nobody cares and it's just it it kind of blew my mind some of this and then like like part of the story is gone it's completely gone I'm and sure. all but. But they did have very explicitly why Mike Mike Damone is a little prick. Mm -hmm. Like right there, and I'm like, what the hell? And now that was, I'm like, oh, that's why. Now you why. understand why. Like that's why that happened, and then some of the other stuff. I mean, he is kind of a little prick. Mm -hmm. but like, why did he take off after they had sex? Like, 
As if she ripped one and he was like, you smell, I have to get out of here. Because he lasted for two and a half pumps and he was embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he is Al Bundy. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, uh, didn't you feel it? I think so. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, buddy. It's yeah. not just that. You yeah. don't run away from that. Well, it's not just that, no. because it's not like she has that much of a frame of reference either. Mm. But, no. um, the other reason that he ran to is because he realized that he just fucked his best friend's, like, crush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, they they started to form some relationship, too. Right. Yeah, and, you know, Stacy earlier, where she has that Ron Johnson thing mm. with the 26-year-old stereo yeah. salesman. Which is, like, so gross. That <laughs> was completely edited out as well. Yeah. Now, for what it's worth... Dan and I talked about this, yeah, too. Yeah, the actor yeah. is only seven months older than her. And yeah. so it's, like, in real life, it's not that creepy, but it's, like... The character's supposed to be 15. Yeah. Okay. And these guys will make... Ugh. Now, we talked about this, too. She lied to him. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody comes she out did, of it looking good. She did lie to him. You should have asked for a license. <laughs> but you do, how many people actually ask for identification? Right. I don't know if you... In some kind of... He a, start, when he started kissing her, too, when they were in the... Granted, they're in a fucking dugout. How fucking um, romantic yeah. is that, huh? But he when he starts kissing her... And starts to, like, actually feel her up. He stops and he says to her, Are you sure you're 19? Like, he really does stop and stops himself and says, Are you sure you're 19? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 19. Like, he does All stop right. himself. Yeah. And she, she keeps up with the lie. Now, I'm not saying what he does is still good no. by any means. Nobody yeah. comes out of this looking good. But he does attempt. Yeah. And then I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like... You bitch! You want to make a sex offender out of it? Right. Him? It's yeah. Like it's it's still not good, but he does he does try. Now it then, still doesn't he he still doesn't look good for a twenty seven year old to go after a nineteen year old. No. That's still gross. But he's only trying to get his dick wet here. He's not trying to get into a relationship. Right, yeah, and then the... Because he immediately goes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, sends flowers and then that's it. And, yeah. You know, can you... Well, know, he doesn't immediately ghost because yeah. it's still September. He yeah. ghosts her in November. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they they do see each other for a bit. Yeah, which is a little odd. And, I mean, the conversations I... I remember hearing it, like, when they're talking later, and her and Phoebe Cates, like, oh, how was it? Well, it really hurt. Well, later we'll be fine. Right, well, yeah. Yeah. For the record, it doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't have to hurt. It does, no, it does not have to hurt. It does? No. Um, Or be... Okay, mine did. Mine did. It hurt. It hurt for the first five times. But that's because, guess what? There wasn't proper lubrication, which we've talked about a few times. <laughs> but uh, this, a significant amount of foreplay yeah. should actually get everything, get all the juices running properly. Yeah, yeah. Which is something um, that most teenagers have no but, fucking right, clue about. When no. you're a teenager and you're stupid and horny, you really don't understand. But yes, guess what, boys and girls? Proper lubrication, proper foreplay, it should... Virginity for a girl should not have to hurt. Right. I just figured, you know, people are nervous and they're tight. Yes, but I mean, that, that, that does that happen too. Happen as well. But yeah. as long as as long as things are, are properly done, it does not have to hurt. And you should not necessarily have to bleed either. No. No. Shouldn't no. 
Welcome to biology. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of the biology teacher. However, Se segments. I was taught how to give a blowjob by this movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't bite. Yeah. I gotta say. And how, how much comes out? About a quart. What? Uh, well, yeah. Was every was anyone else actually this sex obsessed when they were fifteen? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh -huh. I I was like yes, yeah. Uh, you know, I I want I I wanted like a relationship and stuff. No, I didn't want a relationship. I just wanted to get laid. Yeah. Pretty. pretty okay, I'm yeah. the freak here. I guess. No, you're not. I no. mean, I I no, legitly I mean, I'm the freak here. I I legitly I understand that I'm not a normal girl. Yeah. By any means. And I say I had the relationships. I had a few. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, but I was too goddamn nervous to initiate anything. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I have the relationship. Everyone else is getting laid, but I have a relationship. Yeah. I just wanted to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. No. But I was too goddamn nervous to initiate. Yeah. It. For me, I mean, I, I never, I never really had that. I, I was coming out of a time where. I was uh, I was under treatment because I was addicted to porn at, at that point and yeah and you know like I I have dealt with that you know and you know got gotten past it so I mean for me yeah it was just it was a different feel for me and I remember just thinking like so I want to get laid I want to get laid I want to get laid and really really thinking of that and then mentally crashing. Mm. You know, mentally crashing later. I mean, I I could relate to everybody here who just you know, especially with um, there's a scene with Mike and Rat where they're talking about you know how to get a woman or how to like rats who just like I just want to do something. I just want I don't want to be alone. I get that. I absolutely get that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some scene where he's just trying, and then um, Mike who's uh, you know selling scalping tickets, and he's like, okay, I'm a worldly ladies man. Let me show you, Rat, how you can. You know how you can get a lady, and then doing this thing with, uh, with who the hell was it? Uh, uh, I think it was with Debbie Gibson or something, or hmm? with the, the cutout. Oh. Where, yeah, yeah oh. with. Um, I don't remember who. The it was. girl from. Oh, uh, Blondie. Girl, yeah, um, the, the girl from Blondie. Uh, it wasn't Debbie. Uh, uh, Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Completely different pop star. So, yeah. But uh, we were where they do that. It's like, oh, well, you don't want to do this. There's just five steps that you can do to get a woman. I'm like, that don't work. No. That, that of course not. Or, I, I, I like the one. Order, Be yourself. Yeah. Order for her. Like, no. That don't work. I accidentally farted on our first date. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. The yeah. order for her is not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Like, ask her what neat. she wants well, first. Well, that's what he said, yeah. though. He said, talk to her about what she wants and then order for her, yeah. which is okay. I, that's all right. I don't yeah. see a problem with this. Yeah. I think that's that's okay. Odd, but. It does seem odd, but you know, it's I don't really necessarily have a problem with that. I really think it is just be, if somebody told me just be yourself. I probably would have had a about, better time for a few years. How about just have a conversation? Yeah. Just be... You know, just but, talk. But just start. Like, my... Like, the the advice I had with... 
I remember this like when Kez and I were getting to our first date. Like it was a blind date, mm. and I um, I was talking to my dad. My dad's like, "Hey, do you want to do something later?" I had this idea of a project I want to do in the basement with you. I'm like, "Okay," you know, we had a we had a uh, wood shop that mm. here, so it's like, "All right." I'm like, "Hey, actually, a friend of mine called me. I want to go meet this girl, and you know, we're going all the date." He's like, "Oh, awesome!" Yeah, and man, I was like, yeah. see a Beatles tribute band, and then and then. Oh yeah, you want to go to the mall? I set you up on a date. I'm like, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, and you were my first kiss. Yeah. And um, it was sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, we're doomed because isn't the first kiss supposed to be fireworks? No. No, God no. No, no but it, I I remember my dad was like washing the car and he's like, look, it's the only thing I can tell you. Just be you. Okay. Don't be anybody else, but just be you and yeah. just just talk, and you and you'll be fine. Yeah, and you'll be fine. And um, and you know he's like, all right, and that that just stuck with me. And uh, thanks, Dad. Because <laughs> wet yeah, kiss. yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> we were. I remember we were walking around the mall and walking, and uh, we we got into like. It was at the old Apex store, mm. but it was there was also where the mall kept the creepy uh, bunch of Christmas the, uh, mannequins. The creepy thing, Christmas like, yeah, mannequins robots, who were walking like, around. They're like, we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, but you know that's uh, that's a self storage facility now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we we're just looking around, like okay, like there's a store that used to be a store, and then people started like started hearing people in a distance. So we just got the fuck out of there. Yeah, so it was yeah. good. <laughs> no, got yeah. run. Yeah. But yes, you definitely massively improved at kissing since I then. Did. So um, yeah, 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 and um, yeah, and yeah, it's just still like there's some of the things like Stacy out on a date, and they're at that German restaurant where they. <laughs> oh, that's so funny though. Yeah, but I remember like okay, this this is just a, a incredibly local thing here. But does anybody remember in the Swansea Mall there was a restaurant that looked like this? TGI Fridays? No. Oh, uh, no, uh, like, Ruby, Ruby Tuesday. Tuesday. It, it, Ruby it Tuesday. Might have been Ruby Tuesday. I'm thinking of, but it. Yes, yeah, but it was like it was it, it was weirdly and dark and yep, like that the was tables. Ruby were, yeah. Yep. It was really really big and just really odd. I'm like I've been in this restaurant. I actually really missed that restaurant. See, wasn't yeah. the ground round at the Galleria kind of like that? Uh, too? Yeah. Was the ground round at the they Galleria? They were owned by the same company. Yes. Really. And that was one my my parents and I were there on its on its very last day Aww. because corporate shut it down and they're like hey sorry to interrupt your meal but everybody needs to leave because we're closed <laughs> they're like is there a problem or something no we all just lost our jobs that's and like, so terrible I, like, I felt so bad right? for this waitress I'm oh like my God. like I am so sorry in the middle of your meal sorry you have to leave yeah he's yeah. like sorry get out. Yeah, like, we all just lost our jobs, and we just got this by a phone call, and, like, we are really... Like, yeah. I felt so bad for this wait staff who just, like, they're all just kind of standing there, just, like... Slackjaw. Like, what are we... I, I and, you know, we just, mm -hmm. like, that, you know, like, yeah, the food was decent, too. Yeah. Something like, <laughs> at least there, but, you know, the, 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 the costume on the waitress, I remember, and this was such a very vivid scene to me. Mm-hmm. And you know all this, and just like okay, and then 
you know, when they go home and Stacy's like, okay, come into my bedroom. We're going to look at the photo album and just... Well, I just love the I, fact that she's like, I'm going to go get changed. And then she's wearing a robe and nothing else. Mm. Now I'm thinking, wait, you want to look at pictures of yourself as a kid? That's not a turn on! <laughs> That's not sexy! Once again, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing at this yeah. point. Well, no. it's, it's also a way, but it's also kind of an in because yeah. she's getting to sit really close next to him yeah. while they're sense. looking at pictures and yeah. she gets to, you know, get into his space and yeah. gets to point things out yeah, and I mean, things when, like that. When you're 15, what do you, what do you know? Right. Really? So you know, when you're 15, it's like, she touched my leg! Yeah. You know? Well, that's kind of how, how Mark is, though. Because yeah. he's, he's the real I innocent. I saw some side boob. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Right. <laughs> he's the innocent one in all yeah. this, really. True. Well, Stacy is not a. Oh, well, she's technically more experienced. Yes. Yeah. She's more, I forgot way more experienced than, than he is. I thought Ron was her first. She he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, that's but that's still, still more experienced than he has. Yeah. I mean, he, you know. I mean, and then. I think he's barely ever seen anybody naked, and right. you know, as opposed to the total opposite, Spicoli, who has naked chicks all over his room. Right. You know, yeah. just kind of just not even hiding any of it. No. And, you know, I, yeah. I tried to decorate like that when yeah. I was living with my parents, and my mom tore them all down. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Well, I, you live with your parents, this is what happens. Yeah. yeah. Theoretically, so did Spicoli. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. They yeah. Had, like, uh, <laughs> he had outer thinking parents, I guess. Yeah. Like why the why the hell were the those random things like okay, he's super high and driving. It's like what's wrong with yeah. you? But <laughs> okay. it's a little later, yeah. <laughs> well what about the what about the scene when they're driving and the line that we lost it on? But they was like, You see the new Playboy? Her tits. I love sex. I know, right? <laughs> okay, that kid looked like a teen. Yeah. He probably was. <sighs> that kid probably was a teen. I just want to see Beavis and Butthead in this movie. <laughs> I love sex. <laughs> Phoebe Cates. Yeah, Playboy. <laughs> now I want to see a crossover with some of the other movies we watched. Oh, like, God. Uh, Reefer Madness, like what? What if they almost hit some old guy? Oh jeez! <laughs> or and, and then you just kind of like three feet away, fall over, die dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to die now. Oh, sorry. Or or yeah. what if there was like mixed in with all his um, nude photos? If there was like, uh, here's a random Einstein. <laughs> Let's put Einstein's head on one of the pinups. <laughs> oh. Get a little uh, oh. weird science going on. <laughs> Oh, weird damn. science. You can't say yeah. weird science without saying it like weird science. <laughs> I told mom about that movie and she she said it too that way and I'm like, I have to do that. <laughs> so like I, I can hear help I, myself. I can hear your mom doing that. <laughs> I, I could hear her doing that. Uh so so Uh yeah, he makes up an excuse to get the hell out of there because he's yeah. nervous. And then well, she's like, da, 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 my sister! And he runs, and he okay. like, you want to call her? Apparently, she'd get really pissy if the car wasn't back on time, yeah. supposedly. Yeah, but you never see it. You know, I, the thing I do like about this movie is you really do, you don't really see anybody else but these people mm -hmm. yeah. or in their, in their lives and, you know, how anyone else affects it. Like, you don't see a single parent. No. Really, at all. And, you know, they just kind of, they happen to be away. 
um, especially so the um, Stacy thinks yeah. he doesn't like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or because, yeah, that, because that's he wasn't ready and he yeah. panicked. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny? Remember Virgin versus Chad memes? Oh God. Stacy is the female equivalent of Chad. Yeah. All the uh, all the incels hate the Stacys because all they want is the Chads. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Chad. The. <laughs> um, and okay, so Brad have Brad Hamilton played by Judge Reinhold in the movie working at all American. Judge. Yeah, working right? at all American Burger. Now he's. Well, isn't, he, he, isn't he an actual judge in the uh, Clerks animated series? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, basic, basically, his character is, like, the senior in high school. It's, it's supposed to be, like, his his crowning year. Yeah. He's got all these friends. He's got this this beautiful girlfriend. A sweet car. He's got the sweet car. He wants to dump her. Yeah. And he wants to dump her because he feels that it's his senior year, so he should be able to, like, basically fuck around. Fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's been telling uh, his friend Arnold. I think his name is Arnold. Yeah. Uh, you um, mean the guy that's bound to be a uh, serial killer one day? <laughs> yeah. The one who looks like 35? Yeah. Yeah. With the, the really thick Coke bottle. They call, like, it, they call them BCGs, birth control glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the size of a, a birth control device. Well, so that, they, yeah. they call them BCGs in the, in the army because anyone wearing those ain't getting laid. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, he's been telling him that he wants to break up with his girlfriend, whose name I cannot remember. Lisa? Lisa, yes, maybe. Yeah. Yes. I think so. It's just like, but dude, you're not doing better than her. What do you think you're doing? Um, yeah, he wants to break up with her because... Yeah, Why he, should they be together if he's so easily moved to want to dump her? Exactly. Right. But then also, teenagers, as he's supposed to be, are fickle idiots by nature. <laughs> So, Twist! Yeah. She dumps his ass. Yep. Yeah. Well, he does something monumentally stupid. Um, he is working the morning shift of at All American Burger and gets into an altercation with a customer. Uh, Can't say none of us have ever wanted to do that, though. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Customer had it coming. Yeah. Customer ate most of his breakfast and complained that it was too cold and he wants his money back. It's like, but you ate it, so fuck off. Yeah. But Ian... The, it's not the, It's not his fault... Not, not the customer. The It's not... Is that Brad? Brad? Yeah. It's yeah. not Brad's fault that the procedure that his bosses have is you have... The customer must fill out a form. Right. Know? Yep. I mean, the customers and, all like, no, you could give tell, me my money now. You could tell he's been there for a while mm-hmm. because he's getting people jobs. Right. He's got his buddies there, and you don't really get, you know, somewhere unless you've been there for a while or grab mm-hmm. pull people in because you haven't been there. And Arnold was yeah. actually supposed to be running the counter, but he had to use the bathroom. Right. So he's trying to find this form, and the customer's being belligerent, and he basically tells the customer, shut up. Yeah, I'm gonna. F- I have to find this form, but he swears at the customer. One hundred percent, kick your ass. He yeah, says, I'm gonna and kick threatens your ass. him. It's like, oh god, how, like, how many times have I wanted to yeah. say that to a customer? But it's yeah. like, dude, and, and I think he does this because in his head, he feels that he's that nothing's he's gonna in, happen. Yeah, to him. he's he, invincible. He's untouchable. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's this, invincible, and he gets his dose of reality. Right. This is where his yeah. his cockiness kind of you know. Gets yeah. thrown back in his face because he gets fired. Yeah. I feel like he should have just found his boss, had the boss deal with this asshole. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. But 
he's cocky. Yeah, but he's he, arrogant. if you've been there a while, you got this very stately thing. There is an air of invincibility. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I have almost gotten into this situation myself. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. minus swearing at the customer, yeah. this actually happened to me when I worked at a Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where some, it, it was almost line for line. The same thing, and it's if they had a complaint, they had to they had to sign a form that's with the name, not as extensive, but the name and phone number. Sure. Yeah. And I was just looking for it, and my boss, who uh, Tammy, who happened to hear it and was by, you know, was just cleaning something and was behind there and then stepped in right in time. Yeah. To try to fix it, but the person was complaining that their burger was raw. Uh, and no, it yeah. wasn't. Well, it was raw, but then he had like one raw. tiny bite still there. <laughs> and they're like, well, come on, dude. Like, like, it's raw, but you ate yeah, almost all of like, it. I want my money back. And they're like, well, you ate all mm. everything and you wanted to, what, what do you, like, I don't remember what the solution was. And they're like, I'm never coming back to this Wendy's ever again. Goodbye. Go you think I like, care? Yeah. You like, think I own Wendy? You think I'm Wendy? You yeah, right, right, yeah, right, and it just, to me, it's like, okay, and then they just went, and I remember this, but it was this thing, and, um, and then the, uh, the big manager came in and one the next day and wanted to ask about it, and he looked exactly like this manager, <laughs> like, you know, like, brawny man mustache and all. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and they're like. <laughs> to clarify, the uh, old brawny man before yeah. they changed him. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Now he's all, now he's all clean shaven. Yeah, which is. And weird. He has like dark brown hair. Yeah. Is this guy's like blonde with the mustache? Yeah, but he had kind of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just like, do you know how important I am? I have a thirty thousand dollar a year job in a home. That's okay, nice. Now I'm getting back into uh, back into Breakfast Club, but. Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, so where are we here? So, all right, so... You got fired. You got he, fired. Oh, okay. Ends yeah, up so. working at the pirate restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know he hates uniforms, but seriously, I think it'd be cool to wear a pirate hat. I, okay. <laughs> In public. But outside. I, I, I can understand why he hated this. It looked cool and I get it. But I remember, yeah, yeah I, I remember working at Wendy's and they had this uniform, which was um, like a polyester blend thing. They had here, had this little hat thing that you had to wear and all that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And they didn't really respect the, the law of the fact that people who were still in high school couldn't work past a certain time. Right. Yeah, so, they didn't no, they didn't, they didn't care. They didn't yeah. care. So... I I went my my dad was nice enough to be able to pick me up, drop me and bring me home mm-hmm. after the shift. I think it was like eleven thirty at night and I'm exhausted. I just I dropped in my bed. Why didn't and your parents like show up, you know, earlier and then yell at them? They couldn't do they they couldn't do anything. Couldn't? They, they couldn't they couldn't do anything. It's like okay, they they want you to do it, but anyways like you know, they, and I dropped in my bed, and I got a few hours of sleep, got up, got ready for school, didn't have work that day, so I just threw my uniform in the laundry, and then I remember the next day, I went to bed, and my sheets still smelled like a grease trap. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where, like, for those people who have worked in food, I think you get it, it's just, like, the smell lingers so much, I can understand. There's yeah. a reason I'm not entirely keen on pizza anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I worked with it for Far too long. No, I I get that too, and I mean it's just that that's the reason why I don't eat burgers. 
Fair enough. Too much. It just, you know, and that smell of a grease trap. Yep. Yeah, that really all I got to say. It is a p very bizarre putrid smell. I would rather clean up cat shit than deal with that. That's fair. Oh, yeah. you want to take no. power? <laughs> no, no. That was but, not, he's like, that was not what I meant. No, but, <laughs> it's because uh, I mentioned zookeepers last night, isn't it? Yeah. I, I read that they smell some unholy smells. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. But it's like so, that one picture you always saw on the internet back in, back in the day of the person standing behind the elephant with a, with a bag. Oh, yeah. And you thought your job sucked. <laughs> Uh, so on the other side of the story, Stacy is interested in Mike after, um, you know, how he, she feels that rat's a little disinterested and, uh, you know, they try to be able to, uh, she, he invites her to her house and they have sex and he does, you know. She straight up seduces yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. And, you know, then she goes for the, uh, goes for an abortion, goes for an abortion well, but it's, that, that's like random. Although there's a, been a time skip, I guess he's been avoiding her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like she, yeah, she's been trying to get in touch with him. It And it looks like it happens, like she finds out relatively quickly too. Like yeah. it's been yeah. within like a month to like maybe six weeks tops. Is that possible? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Because all it takes is a missed period. Yeah. And oh. you can find that out within two weeks. Or a blood mm -hmm. test. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of peeing on a stick. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, see, time frame for that's about right, too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, I mean, this this part was whole new to me because, as you, as I said, if you watch this, you know, on uh, on TV, it's, this isn't there. Mm. This isn't there at all. And, I mean, it's kind of a little shocking but understanding. I was thinking, oh, look. Now we get some some meat in the plot a little yeah. bit, but eh? yeah, like, just kind of like oh okay, get an abortion. Yeah. Hold on, this, this she actually comes out and she's not she comes out of there. She's not exactly like she's not looking happy about the situation. And like since when did this movie? When did it get serious? Well, this part actually There's shows no a couple things though. It shows that she's well, she comes up to uh, what the hell is it, Damone. And basically says, it, it's it's really funny because it's one of those, like, well, you know. How do you know it's mine? Yeah, how, first, like, how do you know it's mine? And she's like, stop it. Because you were the only one I've, I've been with. It's definitely yours. It's like, don't be And a he's like, well, uh, well, you, you, basically, you had something to do with it, too. Why is it all? And she's like, no, I want you to pay for half of it. And I just need a ride. And he's like, well, okay, fine. I can do that. And then he does uh, well, I, and I can give him a tiny, tiny bit of credit. He to does try to get the money together, but he can't. But he can't. So he just kind of. But he, hides then he just hides and ignores it. So she does it, but this is the part where Brad kind of comes through. Yeah. He does come through as the as the decent brother. Because he drops her off, not knowing, of course. Yeah. Since when do you? But he he does see her. He kind of watches. He sees her go to the clinic. And he waits. Yeah. And then he sticks around to give her a ride home, and he asks her... You gonna tell me you who? You gonna tell me who? She says no, and he doesn't pry. Yeah. I mean, that's nice and all, but isn't the point of a story supposed to be having some more conflict than that? Not necessarily. No. It just shows that he's a supportive brother. Yeah. 
that he's there for her, that he does care about her, and that he's not going to pry if she doesn't want to tell him. I, yeah. It says yeah. a lot about Brad's character. Yeah. And, I mean, the growth is, you know, then the story itself is through the events that mm -hmm. happen. And, you know, when you look at it all together, it's the changes and things that happen in high schools yep. where, you know, you have these situations that have happened and I mean who knows in our high school who had an abortion or not I knew there were several teen mothers at least and uh, because in some percent supposedly there was nothing else to do well I had a friend the, mall, the, I, the friend I had a best friend yeah. when I growing up that um, she and I were really really close um, she used to live across the street from me and then um, she moved away when we were 14 and I moved with, mm. we moved away from each other, but we were still friends. Like we used to, when I got my license and she got her license, like we'd still drive back and forth to each other's houses. We'd spend like weekends together, things like that. We never went to the same school. It was just, we were neighbors. Yeah. Um, but time passes, you know, we still didn't go to the same school and you know, occasionally you, you, you lose contact. Right. Um, you know, as as it happens. And this then, before Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Um, so before MySpace, this is before um, I wanted to say before the internet, but that's. To be to be fair, a chunk of it is. Is we yeah. old. Yeah, we old. Yeah. It's, it was uh, during the the instant messenger era, but. Uh, AIM. Yes. Yeah. Um, I ran into her uh, during what would have been our senior year of high school, and she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, she when I ran into her, she was about eight months along. Oh wow! Yeah, um, talked briefly, you know, said congratulations, whatever. Told her where I was working. She showed up a couple months later. Well, I want to say a little bit longer, a couple months, maybe four months later, with her son. He was a very cute kid. Yeah. Um. And as we were talking, she told me that she had recently had an abortion. Oh. Um, yes, because she had accidentally, with the same guy, because she was with him, had gotten pregnant almost immediately after she had her son. Oh, man. Aren't you supposed um, to wait a little while? In her own words, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> I think it would be kind of weird if they were doing it while she was pregnant. <laughs> Well, you can. Well, you can. I know you can, but I don't know. Creepy baby in there. It did, well, it, you can no still matter. have. In fact, well, actually, in, in a little weird sort of thing, when you're nine months pregnant and you want to try to get the uh, contractions going, mm -hmm. they actually tell you to have sex because uh, sperm actually softens the cervix. Just so ah. you know. It's one of those things. I just thought it would like rattle the si rattle the whole situation. No, yeah. <laughs> nope. I, I don't know. It actually softens things. But then again, I wouldn't want like a cat sitting there watching me either. So so, it's kinda... <laughs> so, so picture the baby as a creepy cat <laughs> watching. Well, well no, no matter how highly a guy thinks of himself, the kid, the baby's not gonna ain't see gonna it. be anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, I want the baby to not know math. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, but anyway, now I can't remember my dad. So she, yeah, so she had she had an abortion, yeah. um, because she had already just had a baby. She mm. was not 
anywhere near prepared to have another one directly after having one. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to come to grips with having Having the current one. Yeah. Yeah. So, everyone has their own reasons for doing what they do. Right, 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 yeah. So, in instances like that, yeah, um, you really don't know. And, you know, looking at her or talking to her right now, because she and I are still in contact, um, her son is now... God. Now you're doing the old man. Yeah, now yeah. he's like, he's, he's already graduated from high school. Oh my God. I know. I'm say he's driving. He's, oh, he's more than driving. Um, but he's drinking. He's, Wait, no, no, he's uh, not there yet. <laughs> not quite that old yet? Not there yet. But, yeah, I mean, you really, if she hadn't told me, I would have never known. Yeah. So, you know, there are these things that, yeah, you I, probably do know people who have had one and yeah. you have no clue. Oh, I mean, I'm not knocking anyone not who enough, had. But I, mean, it's, it's, you know. I guess it's kind of, one could say it's kind of refreshing that it wasn't a big deal. It's yeah. just from a story point of view. I'm so used to it being a dramatic thing and using drama to move move plots along yeah. mm-hmm. and to, and to yeah. get the, escalate tension. So uh, I think it did move things along because then she, yeah. like... You know, she has the scene where she's with Phoebe Cates and saying, you know what, I don't want to just have sex, I want to have a relationship. Ah. You know, and... and Makes her realize what she actually wants, because she, as I said before, she had no goddamn clue. It's a rough lesson to learn. And the guy ditched her when she needed him most. Right. Yeah. It's it's a really hard lesson to learn, especially when you're that young. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. It, it's it it is yeah. It's especially you don't even know what yourself who yourself is. Right. You don't even know any of that. Right. I mean hell, I I didn't know who I was when I was fifteen. Fifteen? Are you kidding? I'm no. not. Does anybody really? I mean, people change throughout their lives anyway. Yeah. So. Well, I, I had a. But you know even less when you're yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I knew when I was twelve. I wanted to do some form of teaching. I, I knew I. Yeah, I knew I, I had a fraction yeah. of what I wanted to do, like, but it, it still didn't know how I fit into it. Right, I still don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I, mean, no, I don't know. That takes a little while too. I mean, my mom once said that she still kind of feels like she's 17, and I'm like, me too. Yeah. yeah. So I guess inside, maybe you just kind of freeze at a certain point in time. Or, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, yeah. Just. Maybe it's just adults look hmm. like they know what they're doing, but nobody, nobody does. knows what no. you're doing. No. That's, no. that's just... We're, no. we're getting existential here. We yeah. watched a movie. At some point you freeze, and as far as I'm concerned, the 90s was only 10 years ago, so sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm totally with you, dude. And the 60s yep. was like 30 years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's still... There's, okay, so... Goddamn math. But that's what this movie kind of did, though, is yeah. it, it does kind of show you that... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it does show you that. That's mm-hmm. that's actually a deeper meaning than I thought it show really would be. What? Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. It shows that yeah. basically what we're talking it about. It makes you reminisce. About it makes you how reminisce. You don't know what you're doing. And you don't yeah. know. You yeah. still don't know what you're doing. I mean, yeah, it puts a lot okay, of stuff in here's perspective a too. Yeah. Your grandma's ninety-five. Does she feel like she's knows knows what she's doing? Oh God, no. Oh my god! I I don't think there's no hope. (laughs) No, I I I, do. You think inside she still feels like a seventeen-year-old is peering out? I I I think there are times that she does feel that way, 
especially when she's talking a lot about the past. Mm. Like, you can see that it comes out, but then, you, you know, she... You can't screw up the past. It already happened. Well, yeah, but when she's talking about the past, right. then mentally she kind of gets to that point. Um, but I think she... Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes when she's 95, her body's reminding her that she's geriatric. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and still, like, then it comes out and go, oh, yeah, like, that that's different. Mentally, I'm yeah. 17. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, physically, yeah. I'm 87. Yeah. yeah. They say you're only as old as you feel, and in that case, I'm 106. Yeah. Well, I don't think people necessarily think I am 89, like, all the time, you know? No. No, I think that, but I think she she does realize she's over ninety. Mm. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, like she definitely. does very much realize she's over ninety years old. Um, with all this going on, though, we got to talk a little bit about Jeff Spicoli because <laughs> I mean a lot of his stuff is comic relief and for the trailer. Yes. And oh. now, can we talk about the car? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I just want to slap we're him. We're dead. We're dead. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill, kill us. Me. He's gonna First, kill he's going to shit. Then he's going to kill us. My brother's going to shit. <laughs> Why did that Okay. That kid must have been like, like, like even uh, younger. Okay. And this uh, drug addict drive this brother's freaking so, car. So let's, let's just back up a bit. So <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Whose name is... Oh, God, what's his oh name God, in this movie? I don't remember. Uh, his name is... Hold on. Charles Jefferson. Charles yes. Jefferson. He is a football player. Yeah. He is He's like the, the star football player, player. in, uh, in uh, this high school. Actually, there's a pretty decent scene where he's tackling everybody. Oh, God, yeah. this is so funny. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> they're Damn, about he's to, still alive. They're about to play... Um, the I guess what Lincoln. would be Lincoln, which is yeah. the, the the rival football team, yeah. which would if you are from Fall River, it's <laughs> basically Fall River against New Bedford yeah. on the Thanksgiving. The yeah. On Thanksgiving, you know, day. That's like the big game yeah. every year. It's a classic trope. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Anyway, so they're they're going to be going up against each other and. This kid is the star football player. I guess he's already had, like, scholarships given to him. Colleges are going up against each other to get him. And uh, he's got this supreme vehicle. Yeah. I don't know what kind of vehicle it is, though. Did anybody it's actually... It's a Chevrolet Camaro. Is it a yeah. Camaro? Yeah. Okay. Fancy. It's, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah. Kind of look like even like Damone tries to say that he's a good friend of his. Yeah. Um, and he just looks at Damone like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Spicoli is, I guess, cool with him. Yeah. Enough to where, you know, he can walk up to him and like talk to him and things. And Spicoli is good enough friends with him that he hangs out with his little brother. Yeah. Somehow... I guess Jefferson is he's off. A, he's away. He's at, he's like away. A, he's at a game, like an away game or something. Yeah. Um, Spicoli and Jefferson's little brother are in the car. They have just done some sort of drugs. Oh. We see them smoking, but the, they look like regular cigarettes. But Spicoli seems like he's stoned twenty four seven. Yeah. yeah. So they have, and they, I believe, have talked about doing something else. I believe yeah. they talked about doing party? cocaine. Oh, yeah. Jesus. 
I believe they mentioned... Yeah, they mentioned either something about cocaine or something else. They have mentioned other drugs. Spicoli looks like he he has a can of something. Yeah. Probably a beer. Yeah. 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 Um, And yeah, and he's driving the vehicle shittily. (laughs) Holy crap how he's driving this vehicle. Driving in quotes. Driving. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like... Basically, he's telling this kid, don't worry, I'm an excellent driver. Oh, no, you're not. I know what I'm doing. And he's weaving in and out of traffic. He's driving on the wrong side of the road. Blowing through red lights. And eventually, of course, he's on the wrong side of the road. A vehicle starts coming towards him head on. He swerves and drives directly into scaffolding. And, like, straight up wrecks the car. Yeah. And, yeah. and he gets out of the car, and of course, Jefferson's little brother is freaking out. Little buff out. And he's like, he's gonna kill us. He's gonna shit. And then he's gonna he kill, kill you. Kill us. And then he's gonna, gonna kill, kill me. And, and, and the line in this is fantastic. It's the, don't worry, my old man is a TV repairman. Oh, no. He's got tools. <laughs> I can got the fix the best it. tools. I can fix it. I can fix it. And he's like, you can't fix this. Well, and he just gets out, looks, and just like a, another piece of like, you know, another like chunk of uh, rebar just falls. Clank. Yeah, and he's, he's got center blocks on the engine. Like blocks, this. The solution yeah. is pretty clever, though. And he yeah. gets back and he's like, I have an idea. He's, and yeah. it, and it, it is yeah. very clever. Yeah. Um... Next day, of course, the vehicle is... I keep saying the vehicle because of where I work. The vehicle is outside of the high school. Uh, Spray-painted on it says... Uh, Lincoln Rules. Lincoln Rules. The, and, oh my god, the car is completely totaled, wrecked. And Jefferson is angry. Furious. And that makes him play better. Yeah. So the night of the uh, the football game, which, by the way, um, our guest is gone now, but she yeah. has a very funny scene where she's when she's doing her cheers, she takes off one of her gloves with her teeth. Yeah. And that is a very funny scene. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a very it funny is. scene because I, I giggled when I watched that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, he is... The term mad dog yeah. comes into play here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, He's like berserker mode. And he basically yeah. just like, He's like murders the other team because he's in a flat out rage. And you know what? If I had a car that pretty, I would be too. Yeah. You could tell the other team is afraid. <laughs> the moral of the story is lying is awesome. And they uh, <laughs> they win the game 42 to 0. Wow. <laughs> meaning of life. Yeah, I think I think that would have been one my dad would have looked at that and just loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so you keep mentioning he's the star player and you can tell how much Final Fantasy I've been playing but I keep thinking the star player of the Xanderkind age. <laughs> the nerds know what I'm talking about. I think with Jeff Spicoli, I was mentioning it before, but like I would create the characters for myself and Jeff Spicoli was kind of a character that I created for myself mm-hmm. yeah. and just being that very relaxed guy and like you can't tell with a deep voice of mine that I would be like this bodacious like this <laughs> and you know just saying like you're not a stoner and I wanted to see in the end of it Spicoli was just like this was all an act 
that would have been funny. Like, the, the, like, this was all an act. He really wasn't the stoner that he really is. Uh, or that he portrays to be. He'd be like a straight-A student. Yeah. Isn't there something in uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, where somebody... Oh, the girl who pretended she was all, like... Like that kind of the uh, the California girl. Yes. Yeah, that one. That one. That was a funny episode. Oh god, that, that was <laughs> that was a great episode. Where are you from, California? I'm from the beach. And that's still, that's a, that's a great line. Um, and like Spicoli and Mr. Hand, I think this is one I wanted to see this on on its own. <laughs> and just see one of those. Like if this movie was today, this would be a web short. Yeah. It, you know, there's the... You know, oh, we got to go back and talk about some of the things that Spicoli did to Mr. Hand. I I, could, I have okay. one because I have a story on this. Okay. All right. There was a local pizza shop in the town we grew up in called Excellent Pizza. I yes. know exactly so, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. you're talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I worked there very briefly and uh, another story another day. I was... It's up on Wilbur Am, right? Yeah. Uh... I believe so, yeah. I kind of... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I kind of go based on feel. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this place stopped delivering to high schools because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, where Spicoli orders a pizza while they're learning about American history, and it's like, oh, man, we're just enjoying time and, you know, learning about America and having some food. Somebody actually did this in the mid-80s, and Frankie was like, I'm not doing any of this bullshit anymore. (laughs) And, and, you know, people who know Frankie, you know this is exactly how he sounds. Yep. Yeah. But I I love the scene. I think I loved it before because, like, oh, yeah, I ordered a pizza in there and just kind of learned and listened and relaxed, and now it's like... Okay, I relate to Mr. Handmore at 37 years old. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, he enjoyed a snack for us. Okay, everybody, yep, come on, take a piece. And still, you know, Spicoli's like, wait, it's what? Just like, come on, man. You could tell that the people that he called up were, like, the good students, <laughs> yeah. like, the A students. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, you get an A, and you get an A. Come enjoy this food. And he's just yeah. like, oh, I'm a pizza. Yeah. I was just thinking. And see, the, and the funny thing, I actually pulled <laughs> something like this accidentally <laughs> when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the events of my junior year, mm. I used to spend my lunch period, uh, like the ones when I didn't have lunch with Joss or with anyone else that I knew, I would spend my lunch periods in the office yeah. and I would like help them file or whatever. Cause I just, I didn't know anybody in my lunch, in my lunch block. There were like three, the art room. Yeah. there were three the lunch periods yeah. in, uh, in Durfee because the place is huge. Yeah. yeah. We had and I three didn't, too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know anybody in mind, so I was like, ah, screw it. So I went to the office and I'd help them do whatever. One day, the office ordered pizza, and because I was there helping out, they're like, hey, throw five bucks, we can order a pizza for you. I'm like, okay. So I got a, I got myself a pizza, just like, you know, a cheese pizza, all to myself. <laughs> awesome. And I just for me. And I couldn't finish the whole thing, obviously, so I had to go to my next class and bring the pizza with me. <laughs> so I had it sitting on my desk, and all the, all the other students are sitting in class just, like, staring at me. Because it's like a fresh Papa Gino's pizza, and you know how those smell. It's just like you're just yeah. in the classroom, mm. and they, they just, people just kept calling me the anchovy avenger after <laughs> and, like, and I had... No idea I was pulling a Fast Times like, situation. I, until until earlier this week, I had never seen this movie. Really? 
really. No, you never saw it. I never saw it either. Huh. Huh. So you didn't know about the scene, and I'm sitting here going, "Hit, hit, hit, hit." Later on, I became aware of the ordering of pizza yeah. into yeah. the classroom through like cultural osmosis. But when I was in high school, no fucking clue, <laughs> no idea. And I straight up pulled this because I mean, they didn't deliver it to the classroom, but it's like I walked in with it's like, "Hey guys, where'd you get a pizza?" Nowhere. It's mine. <laughs> See, you didn't have some of the teachers wrapped around your finger like I did. No. They'd go no. out and get me food because I'd ask them to. Yeah. I never had that opportunity. <sighs> you, I didn't, just, you didn't have teachers wrapped around your finger like and, that. Uh, I just wanted to see Ray Walston um, still playing a, a Martian. <laughs> yeah. Because then I'm like, oh my god, what if this is a parallel universe they're rock from the sun? <laughs> well, see, this, oh um, god, I, I, this particular role, alien. this particular role, he loves this role as Mr. Hand because... It finally broke people of knowing him from my favorite Martian. Yeah, because like people would see him in pub, would see him in pub, and be like, "Mr. Hand." He's like, "Okay, it's not just the Martian thing." Yeah, because he loved he loved his his role. See, I know him from something completely yeah. different. He loved his role in my favorite Martian, but it was like kind of like the only thing he was until this movie. Mm. You know, it's the only thing people would like recognize him on the street it for is, until Mr. Hand. It is a bizarrely addicting show. Stupid, yeah. but my god, it is really good. It is. It, it, I should have had like a proper ending or something. Yeah, I don't think it did. It it is really, really, really good, and re- it's really fucking funny. It got weird. <clears throat> oh, it's really, really, really funny, and the um, you know, he also did a lot of other roles and different things, but he also um, I I forgot he played Candy in uh, actually one of my absolute favorite movies of Mice and Men. Uh, in, in general, but yeah, he's still he's still known as uh, as the Martian from My Favorite Martian. Until Christopher Lloyd did it, but and uh, but he did he he was one of those that one of those actors that I mean everybody genuinely loved. Everybody really, really, really genuinely loved him. Um, let's see, so. The uh, movie starts to wrap up and does this really interesting, you know, when it's all, all over. Um, it's a dance. Yeah, where the the dance scene and that, that band was fucking amazing. <laughs> that band was really really good, and I just made made me a little mad because I know like for a very brief time with my senior prom there was supposed to be a band there. And, you know, then there ended up being some stupid DJ named DJ Lefty because he didn't have a left hand. <laughs> and We had a DJ, but I'll be damned if I remember who yeah. or what he was. No, yeah, our prom sucked. It was, like, all rap. Yeah. I spent most of my prom looking for a lost cufflink that ultimately didn't matter. Yeah. Who was with you? Yeah. Yeah. No. There were pictures. I yeah. guess I have hair in them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... It was just that band was really, really, really amazing, and you know the way they go through it and kind of tie up everything, and you know how Mark and Stacy start dating again, and then they make you know him and Damone make peace, which is you were like, no, you no, can't I'm be like, friends. No, no, like you fucking asshole, no. Like, I think that would be Mark it. Mark is too forgiving. Yeah, it yeah. Here, so I, I do love it when Brad Brad foils the robbery. Okay, I mean that's that was cute. Hmm. Okay, now the whole thing with with um, Mark and you know you know him like forgiving uh, 
Damone. Damone. There was a point, at least, that Damone realized he had screwed up. True. Like, he's... Now, granted, I had a very good friend betray me in a very similar way, mm. and I didn't forgive him, but I can sort of see it because Damone realized he fucked up. Yeah. Like, the the friend that, that screwed with me is like, he never real never came around and, yeah. you know, realized what he had done, you know? But, like, Damone realized he'd betrayed Rat. Yeah. And kind of like, I, I mean, I, we don't see it, but you gotta, you gotta hope that he kind of comes, you know, comes around and realizes, you know, I gotta be a better person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you here, and you know, the way that it wraps with um, Spicoli just kind of being who he is, saving Brooke Shields from drowning and blows reward money by, by having Van Halen play for his birthday party. Uh, it's one of those... Did, it wasn't Animal House that did yeah. it first. But, uh, yeah, there was Breakfast a, Club did it. I thought Animal that was House just a parody of... Yeah. And Animal House was the one that got it started. Oh, I thought yeah. they. I thought that was a parody of something else. Well, it's the most well-known one, and I mean, Damone is busted for scalping Ozzy Osbourne tickets and takes a job at the Seven Eleven. Yeah. Linda attends college and uh, moves in with her abnormal psychology professor, Linda, played by Phoebe Cates, and mm-hmm. Mr. Han believes everyone else is on dope. Yep. <laughs> like that. Yes. Yep. That that mm-hmm. is just beautiful, yep. and it's it's I I. I don't know, at first I process it and I'm like, alright, I don't really think I dig this movie, and then I'm like, okay, as I let it let it sit, I feel a lot better about it. Yeah. I feel a lot better, and I mean, the soundtrack's excellent. Exactly. I guess you could say that. I thought it was just gonna be like one of those stupid 80s, like, like sex romp kind of things. He like, was expecting even, like a Porky's type thing. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. Weird Science wasn't wasn't quite to the level that I expected. It was dumb. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it had its moments, like the like the mutants coming out of nowhere. It was just like, <laughs> alright, sure, why the fuck not? We're doing this now. But like Fast Times, it just, it's a better movie than than I would have given it credit for yeah. Yeah. just through the cultural osmosis. Yeah. Like like I said before, it's like what what right does this movie have to be serious now? Yeah. Like what's going on here? Yeah. It's just seems kinda like a standard teen movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and uh, but this... I did also think it was going to be terrible, and I was yeah. like, "Huh." And actually, one of the things huh. that's interesting is <laughs> this had a very short-lived uh, TV series called Fast Times. Yep. Oh yeah, it only lasted like yeah. a season. Or yeah, like not even or that. But yeah, not, not even that. It had ten episodes, but. I suppose this might have been followed on YouTube because I imagine nobody really cares for it. Yeah. Um, but it had uh, Ray Walston and Vincent Chiavelli, actually, uh, they were the two teachers, reprise their roles. And, yeah, um, it was one of those that guys. Yeah, and the uh, other, you know, and then uh, Patrick Dempsey, a very young Patrick Dempsey, actually yep. played Mike Damone. Yep. And <laughs> I, I have not, I have not sought out to actually see this, but. Um, it's more than just the topless Phoebe Cates movie. Yeah. It's more. It's more than that. You know that blurred out one scene. It's the it's it's the uh, topless Piccoli movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, could, yeah, we saw way more of his than anyone else's. Yeah. Really. Like, well, why are you uh, why are no you wearing shirts? A shirt? No yeah. shoes. No dice. Yeah. 
What? Something happened to it, man. Like, I uh, just really, really, are you kind of crazy? Like, uh, we all knew aside. Spicoli, though. Yeah, like, yes. In school, everyone knew that guy. <laughs> Sully. Oh, well, he wasn't a surfer type. Not yeah, necessarily I a don't. surfer. T- there aren't many surfers in Massachusetts. Let's be yeah. honest. But well, like, you know that that one yeah. guy that's just like the yeah. No, God, that's totally the one you. who uh, not not the one who you were in classes oh, with. Uh, the the uh, the static TV in a tent guy. Oh, I thought that was I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't really remember what his real name was. Shit. No. But this was, this was a guy who, like, he created an art installation. He's like, I'm going to take you to the center of the universe and had TVs with static inside uh, of a dark tent. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, it's like you're the center of the universe, man. Like, now, see, the guy that you just want to punch is, like, one guy that, I, that you know, I know Joss knows who I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the very first memes was made, uh, was made of this guy. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, but it's just like, his name. Don't you just want to punch him in the mouth? Mm. <laughs> yes. He's actually a real good dude, but like He's back in the day, it's just dude. like, man, I, you, have got the, you have got such a punchable face. <laughs> I've known him forever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... All right, so why don't we, um, we'll take a few moments here. We already did And Oh, yeah, we already yeah, did, we did that. So, um, shit, let's get into fantasy casting. Yeah, we'll do some fantasy casting. Promo? Uh, hmm? Oh, yeah. Hmm, might as well. Yeah. Do, yeah. Well, okay. it fits with the movie. Yeah, yeah. so, um, it's been a thing, you know, we do have a uh, proud sponsor here, and it does fit into it, so... Nobody really stayed into it. it. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to hurt later. And then, you know, exactly. you can also get it. You can get most of it off of lube at adamandeve.com. Don't forget your lube. Yeah, so there are many other things that we do have. We do encourage positivity and we do encourage mm-hmm. all the other things. So please be safe with it. You can go on adamandeve.com and use our offer code MTTM. That's MTTM at check in. Uh, you do have 50% off any one item, and it does include, with our code, six spicy movies, a three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, you have uh, everything delivered discreetly to your door. Discreet. So if you go on adamandeve.com, you have MTTM. Use that at checkout. And really, thanks for sponsoring us. We really appreciate you. Yes. And it really helps us going. And uh, speaking of that, we are actually, we had Kelly earlier, but we do have some interviews coming up. Uh, who we're gonna start really lining up whenever we have like we have a very small window of time to lay out a few um, But we are revamping the patreon and I've been invited to a uh, Podcast called hi, I'm Jason with this comedian from New Jersey yeah. uh, With this comedian who is from New Jersey who does not sound like he's from New Jersey And he was paired to me because I do not sound like I'm from Massachusetts at all yeah, That's true <laughs> so much in common yeah, uh, he actually was a pretty funny dude. But more so to I'm come gonna, on that. I'm and gonna just... go out on a limb and say his name's Jason. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm I'm not Jason. Like, hi, my name's Paul. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd say hi. I'm not. I know really it's cast. a weird name for a show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, let's get into fantasy casting and let's see what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I just want to see, um, I, I just want to see Ray Walston secretly be an alien. 
After all is said and done, he goes back to his home planet. Um. Why do these humans not want to learn about the plot amendment? Okay, he did seem like a boring teacher. Everyone knows learning is way more fun when you're watching cartoon videos about history on YouTube. Okay, now, here's the funny thing. To be honest, like the... Okay, I had kind of like a... I guess an epiphany while watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Or I, had, I had an apostrophe. Lightning has just <laughs> struck my brain. And... um I realize I should have paid more attention when I was in school because now, if something has even the like the slightest bit of interest to me, I will go onto fucking YouTube and I will find someone very much like Mr. Hand, like that that boring kind of professor, yeah. and just sit there and watch hours of this shit. Yeah. It's just like, why couldn't I realize this when I was fourteen <laughs> and get into computer programming and be a fucking like. Silicon Valley millionaire. What the fuck? Learning is so much more fun when they're not forcing it on you. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, you do have when you have the talented teachers that do that. Like I had a, I had a teacher, Mr. Taylor, yep. who like he could talk about American history and other things and just do it on his own and would like reenact some certain things in his own possible way. But he would also straight just give the lecture. And do his thing. So, I mean, you know, so I could see, like, you know, how he would have been a good teacher. You know, he would have been a good one. But you only got little bits of it, though. But he was still, you know, a hard-ass. And he'd been there a while. Mm -hmm. There, so, I mean, you want to roll for Ray Walsh to be an (laughs) alien? Yes. Yes. Ah! Uh... Yes, 22, so, um... Okay, at the end, he thinks everyone's on dope. And then he goes back to Mark. He goes but back to Mars. Maybe he has adventures with Spicoli. Yeah. Can you imagine Spicoli playing the role of, um... Fuck. Um, Bill Bixby? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. it Tim? Yeah, Tim, yeah. He, yeah. Imagine him fulfilling that role, but he'd be too dumb to... I don't know. Uh, get out of shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> it's still... Or, I'm thinking... Or Tim actually gets, like, he gets kind of done with this, and he's never going to leave, and he gets married, moves on with his life, and, and then Spicoli comes in, and no way, you're an alien. Does he find out? Yep. Probably, yeah. Does he ironically somehow accidentally get him back to Mars? Because that was the whole thing, he was stuck on Earth. Because he had to repair his ship. Well, I mean, eventually he does teach him something about American history, so maybe you could teach him about the other stuff, and... Spicoli's not all mm. dumb. He actually oh, does yeah. retain some things. Oh. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. actually does retain some stuff, and you know. He's I don't like, know how, because yeah, he's stoned all the time. How he'll, does he remember? Things? He'll end up probably having like an alternate way to do things, and then yeah. he'll, he'll end up coming up with a creative yeah. idea, yeah. like power the spaceship with drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. the marijuana cloud just kind of goes out the the exhaust <laughs> as it flies away. It's like the um. It's like that thing you, that 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 uh, thing you see on Facebook. It's just like scientists create new battery powered by stress, and it's just like me, unlimited power. <laughs> just full on. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I got one here. Yes. All right. So taking Judge Reinhold and using patron saint of forty forty one media, Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh god. 
And oh, yeah, fun, a fun little tidbit about yeah. the uh, the Phoebe Cates yeah. that that whole scene when she comes in, she's like, "I got water. You got Q-tips. I got water in my ear." Yeah. Apparently, Judge Reinhold had brought a gigantic dildo yeah. to use as a prop in that scene, yeah. and it's you know off camera you can't see it, but he didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So that look of disgust on Phoebe Cates's face is real. Holy wow. shit! Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, 35. Damn. <laughs> All right. So it's... Doesn't anybody knock anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's cute. She thought I was. <laughs> and I just, there's one, the, the, the breakfast scene at the very beginning. I'm a single successful guy. I'm going to be a single... Well, well, there's the scene that he's he's taking a bucket of soap and water and wiping off big hairy pussy yeah oh there and he's doing the monologue in the mirror mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't you see Christopher Walken doing this absolutely yes. yeah look I know we've been together for a while but it's our senior year and I'm a single successful guy he's like we gotta it, see other people it's you're not doing better than her it's the janitor scene in um uh, God, Joe, Joe Dirt. Yeah, you talking to me? It must be like you know, like Doug Walker has a has a theory of that particular scene that Christopher Walken did not know the cameras were rolling, <laughs> and the producers just saw this as solid gold and just left it. Nice. And and I think that was like it, but it's still with him. I can say I'm a singer. You know, if you could do this, if you could shut up, I'm gonna kick your ass. It's like I have I have a similar theory about. Um, was it Thor Thor Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. Where uh, Jeff Goldblum? I don't think he realized he was in a movie. That's just how he. That's just how he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hold on, they're filming. What's going on? What? Really? Uh, this is just okay. You're Thor. I can't really I think of really any. Like, okay, okay, I'm gonna go with. Um, one other year. So, besides Christopher Walken as um, as Brad Hamilton, every other male is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay. In its entirety. Everyone else is. Is it like all the same Nicolas Cage? Like, are we talking like this is like oh, a, a nutty? Nicholas. This is like a nutty professor thing here, or yes. is this Nicolas? Or is this Nicolas Cage from different points in his career? Like, oh. one of them is him with the with the bee oh. helmet on, oh. screaming, oh. yelling. Nice. One of them is gone in 60 seconds. Another one's, um, like, matchstick. Okay, I actually, I actually like it. Ghost I actually Rider? like that idea one better. Yeah. One of them is just, like, angry flaming skulls, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah every single, yeah. One of them's him for mom and dad. Yeah. It's just him yelling and throwing yeah, shit. Forrest Whitaker is the Ghost Rider version. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's my car. 27. Hot damn. Okay. Every one of them here. So you have the Spicoli, Spicoli as, 
as just the general, uh, the the uh, the general Nicholas Cage from Calm, um, not got in sixty seconds. I'll come back to him later. How about, uh, yeah. how about uh, from the Rock? Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Speed from the Rock. Yeah. Okay. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. So I'm shocked. I remembered his name. Yeah. So, um, but you have Mr. Hand as the um, oh god, what the hell? What's the not the bees movie? Uh, Wicker Man. Thank you. Not the, yeah. not the bees! Yeah. <laughs> you have this on my time. I'm going to tell you about the Platinum Amendment. I'm going to tell you about the Platinum Ah, bees! Yeah. The, yeah. I was very concerned about bees. Yeah. Anyway, Dad, what's going on? Yeah. What if you switched him out with John Lithgow as... Ooh. As an alien. Ooh, okay. Uh, Disguised I, as yeah. a teacher. I, 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 I will come back to that in a moment, but... Didn't finish the thought when my brain is still functioning a little bit. Uh, all the everything else, it, 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 everyone else there, and then the um, the Judge no, we're not doing Judge Reinhold, but everyone else, and then the science teacher is Nicholas Cage from Jackass. <laughs> he was in Jackass. Yes, he was. Oh. Unbilled, but he shows up, and he looked exactly like our old neighbor Greg. Oh. oh, like scary likeness, and I'm like, yeah, and that's where we have it. So I, yeah, I will roll for John Lithgow. It's very well. Twenty-three. Okay, the dice like me today. The, yeah, the the, the dice are approving today. So how does Dick Solomon handle this problem, student? I does he, or is he the one causing the trouble? I think inadvertently he's the one who's <laughs> causing the trouble, and then you have it. So like the scene where he orders the pizza, and he's just really wondering why he orders the pizza and what his motivation is, and starts questioning his own rules. <laughs> and so he really just tries to like establish custom and try to be a teacher, but maybe thinks he's wrong and tries to be able to establish other customs and join the Zen. You know, where he's talking about the Platinum, but then, you know, where he has... He's talking physics. Yeah, well, yeah, but where he's teaching physics in the Third Rock from the Sun, he's telling stuff that's way over everybody's head and no one's getting it. Mm. And there's an episode of Third Rock from the Sun where he, like, he starts talking about theories and then everybody's been paying attention all along. Okay. <laughs> and he had, But he has this breakdown and goes, oh my god, did I give them way too much. Because then, you know, then he realizes, like, okay, he doesn't really know how to teach. He just knows what this all means. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still I'm still hung up picturing, uh, yeah. <laughs> picturing Nicolas Cage, like, in a bear suit, just, like, dropkicking. Like, just Mr. Hand dropkicking an old lady while wearing a bear suit. Wicker Man was fucking weird, man. Yeah. You know, it's weirder. When you watch the original 70s version and then watch Nicolas Cage? Not the bees! No, because he supposedly watched that and then they watched it and they retooled it scene by scene. Mm-hmm. And just to see his version of that movie, when you know what it is, it actually makes his version even more amazing. <laughs> like, it, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, anybody got any other stuff? or? No, I'm I'm st- I'm still on this like mental train of just you know, bear suit shenanigans and, and <laughs> on high. Yeah, <laughs> although oh I could say actually that's, the that's one thing yep. the one thing of um, Mr. Hand that we do is like you realize you're on my time and the one thing that matters in this classroom, me. <laughs> <laughs> he would. No, no, he wouldn't bring pies. It was Mary who brought the pies. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite episode ever. Ever. It's called Dick Jokes. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just brilliant. Dick learns comedy. And what, what it is. Alright, so I think we'll wrap this one out. So let's actually do a little bit of uh, one song everybody knows from this movie. Uh, this is the cars moving in stereo, so... Oh, whoops. I don't need... The... Be good, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next week. Be good, take care of yourself, but don't be too good.